motherfuckers into mixed martial arts. You can't be done talking to me right here facing me, <laughs> dummy. You couldn't draw money with a green crayon and a white piece of paper. Conceive, believe, achieve. Shut the f up. <laughs> Anderson Silva, you absolutely suck. This is number one bullshit. Now you can only count the five. <laughs> hey, pussy, are you still there? I beat you after a weekend of cocaine. That's fucking illegal. <laughs> are you intoxicated? I'm not impressed by your performance. I'm not here to take part. We're here to take over. Of the famous Bruce Buffer, we are live coming to you from the fight capital of the world, Las Vegas, Nevada. Talk too much MMA, episode number 36. You guys like that? That was a nice little touch, right? <laughs> we are not, okay, we live in the fight capital of the world. Yeah, well, we're coming to you from the fight capital of the world. That's where the show's filmed. Uh, as always, I'm Andrew. I'm joined by Cena. Hi, everybody. I'm joined by Carlos. Oh, oh, and Carlos' microphone is giving us problems today, but that's okay. We're going to push through. He is here. He's alive. He's looking beautiful because, as my grandfather said, bald is beautiful. And we're back. We're doing what we do best, talking fights, talking shit. And we appreciate y'all for coming to check us out and listening to us. If you're hanging out here on Twitch, hello, what's up? Me and Cena are going to be keeping an eye out for your messages so we can interact with you. Uh, remember, if you're listening later on YouTube or just the audio podcast version, we stream the live show. We stream the show live every Sunday at noon Pacific time on Twitch.tv. Extra Cena. So come hang out, talk some shit to us, and uh, let's get into it while Carlos figures out his microphone settings. I'm sorry, I'm just singing. Please. Please say something, Cena, so I can stop talking. Okay, okay, sorry, sorry. So I, was, I was waiting for you to hand the floor to me, but you were going, damn, I was like, sorry, should I interrupt him or what? Um, I will say one thing. Out of all the weeks we've since we've relaunched this show, this has been the least, quote-unquote, eventful, but at the same time, the most eventful, if you get my... Yeah, do you know what sure. I'm trying to say? Totally, yeah, so I, absolutely. So least eventful, so no events, but literally dope, dope, dope uh, rumors. I know there's one segment that we're going to get into... At the end, uh, the top five. That's the one I'm most excited for. Most I want to hear Definitely. your guys' reasoning on Connor. Um, I, I thought, you know, we're going to get into our top five as well. I know we're going to talk about uh, Mike Tyson and Tito today. For of course. Of course. We got to hit that Francis and Ganu and John Jones. Yeah, that's the, that's, the, that's the, the thick part of today's episode. No, that's the biggest, yeah. juicy, you know, the, the fight of the century. You know, John Jones labeled it David versus Goliath. I, I don't know if it was. If it's quite so, is he, what? <laughs> I, that's an interesting comparison. Is no, he yeah, a yeah, small? Yeah, oh, hello, Carlos. Definitely not a David. He's definitely not a David. Oh, we had Carlos for a second, but we no longer have Carlos. Okay, that's all right. We'll you keep vamping. You want to know? It's funny, Andrews. You and I heard that story together. I'm sure. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Good old days. <laughs> Our Lady of Las Vegas Catholic School. I actually was enamored with that story when I first read it. But no, to back to what I know, John Jones is no. I'll say this though: the odds are definitely stacked against him. I'll go on a limb and say I'm picking <laughs> for sure picking Francis and go because this isn't the Francis that lost to Stipe. I keep seeing st tweets and pictures of Francis versus Stipe. Dude, he's nowhere near the same fighter. It's a completely different mindset. Oh, oh I heard a small check. I heard a small check. Is that the waiter? No. Oh, hello, Carlos. I'm we so sorry, you. man. It's okay. I don't know what's going on with that it thing. Happens, man. We are working from home through a pandemic, so it is okay. 
to not be perfect. You know, I do so much testing of this shit, and then the day off, then it just keeps happening, and I keep spending it's, money. Hey, Carlos, we get, we'll get paid, it down. We, we get paid millions of dollars to do this, so you better be on point. <laughs> yeah, man. Senior Carlos, how are you, brother? Doing all right, man. Doing all right, just busy, and, uh, you know, just uh, on germ watch, and... Planning yeah, out my stuff. Yeah, yeah, man. You know, just full on pandemic, but uh, trying to keep the kids entertained. Kindergarten graduations and Carlos, drive through turn- birthday parties and all that. Can you turn your volume just a teensy? I don't want to mess up anything. It's just no. Like- he has that power though. That that should be easy Down? for him. Yeah, just a little bit. Not static. better. Yeah, yeah. Boom. You got it. Okay. Perfect. So yeah, just uh, mitigating the kids, man, and work and everything else. Nice. You yeah. Good. Yeah, man, can't complain. Yeah. Just, uh, you guys hear me the same? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, I taking care of the kids has been rough for me as well. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I'm yeah, especially since they're, they're stolen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, especially since they're not mine and illegal. <laughs> All right, go on, go on. We got a lot to talk about today, Andrew. <laughs> Should we talk about MMA? Let's talk about MMA. Yeah, okay, let's talk, let's about, talk about some combat sports. Please. Uh, so, number one, first thing, let's get into. Mike Tyson, Tia Ortiz, what are we doing here? What are we doing here? Give me some entertainment. Nonsense, man. This is this is nonsense. <laughs> I mean, yes, but I mean, first of all, let me be the first one to say that I'm willing to pay right now okay, for the pay per view. Thank you. At least you're right. Honest. This second, I'll, I'll pay right now, <clears throat> as long as it's boxing. <laughs> Either way, it's going to look like boxing regardless because he's not going to take Mike Tyson down. Well, okay. I mean, let's let's. I can't believe we're let's seriously consider this, right? No, Mike no, Tyson's what fifty plus. What was that scene? I'm sorry. Uh, he's fifty five, right? No, fifty fifty five, right, Andrew? Well, sure, say, fifty plus. Yeah, yeah. I'll say let's take this serious. Let's analyze this seriously. Right, Mike Tyson, a retired boxer who hasn't competed professionally in any sort in quite some time, it's not going to come back. Great. 53, thank you. He's not going to come back to fight Tito Ortiz in an MMA fight. He's never, there's, just never, there's just no world. There's just no world where that happens. Why so, if, wh- why would he? He's a boxer, not an MMA fighter. Okay. Do you think Tito Ortiz actually does something? Not in boxing. But in MMA fight, you, you think, you'd think Tito does something? Well, yeah. He takes him down. You think Quickly. he could? You think Tito? In a could hurry. Take, you think Tito could take that mobile, fast, strong Mike Tyson? I don't think he's taking this fool down. You think so? I think so. Yeah, yeah. He's just not. That's not his thing. He's not a sprawler, you know. But if we're gonna just be a boxing, it's a mauling. I mean, I think Mike Tyson can beat him with one hand tied behind his back. I I think Mike Tyson. Will, I, that's not a. You're right. I don't know if Tito can take one clean punch from that Mike Tyson. Just one I'm not sure many people could. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, making fun of him for that. <laughs> Tito is such a loser. He can't take a <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'll be the first to make fun of Tito Ortiz. It's quite easy. It's quite fun. He says a lot of dumb shit. He does yeah. not know how to speak. Yeah. And right, him He's... coming out to call out Mike Tyson is just another example of Tito Ortiz being kind of silly and not really knowing how to speak. Because there's just... He's just trying to get his name. We're talking about it. He's verbally, verbally clumsy. 
I wouldn't say he's clumsy. <laughs> would you? Would you guys say he's? Cl- it sounds to me like he's very smart. I think what he's doing is very smart in his in his favor. No. How, dude? If you could get a guy like Carlos, who well, hates, okay, so, who well, hates Tito Ortiz, to buy his pay per view on the spot right now, then yes, it's smart. Andrew, I'll concede. Okay, I'll concede. Sure, <laughs> it's a smart move. I would say no. Tito Ortiz is not a smart man. I guess okay. that was my. Let me tell you another thing. Most average fans, their money for sports is spread across a bunch of different sports. My money is all in combat. So it's easier for me to say, I'll watch anybody fight. <laughs> I think it's an even matchup. No, but you're, very, you're interested I, I, I'll watch it. You're interested in Tito versus Mike. You're interested in that boxing match. You want to see Tito get knocked out. Yes. Who doesn't? Who doesn't? It's part of what got me into the sport. <laughs> so trying to see Tito get knocked out. Yeah, I mean, you know, Chuck was a man. Tito was ducking him. It, it was a glorious time. I, I agree with you. I think this would go very poorly for Tito, but at the same time, I respect the Colby Covington antics. I do. I like, the man's trying to get well, money at 50, 45, however old Tito is. <laughs> That's a great comparison. Yeah, Carlos, I think we've lost you once again. I'm sorry, bud. Uh, that's a great comparison because, right, like... They're doing the same thing. It is, it is a wrestling gimmick, and as funny as Colby is, and, like, again, Colby is really... His persona is just so obviously fake, right? He comes off as such just ingenuine. Like, it's almost as if he doesn't even believe his own character, yeah, but, but he, he just commits he to it super hard. When he gets in arguments, it seems like he's actually being insulted. Like, he actually feels disrespected. Sometimes I'm sure that's part of getting into the character, right? Because then you can kind of push back a little bit more. <laughs> he's not that. Who's the guy that played the Joker? Uh, Heath Ledger. He's, he's no not Heath Ledger. Ledger. <laughs> he's not a Heath Ledger. Right? Relax. He's character. Agreed. Right? Go ahead. Uh, but right. So with Colby Covington, at least he can deliver coherent statements. I mean, right? You got Tito Ortiz <laughs> that just does not make sentences that work properly in a way in an order kind of how i'm doing right now i'm doing my best tito ortiz yeah, impression but Andrew, you're basically saying so you're telling me tito ortiz is more well sp- or, is, or colby covington's more well spoken than tito ortiz because i beg to differ because colby oh covington- really i think i would agree I, would, I think i would i would much rather well no i enjoy listening to tito babble but i think it's easier to like understand the point colby covington's trying to come across with and the point he's making yeah for he's, sure for yeah. sure that, that doesn't mean he's, he's a better communicator no, 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 that he's mean, a better communicator no he's not he simply says <laughs> fuck you you get what that means whereas <laughs> tito ortiz comes up with like 20 different unnecessary things that don't belong in the sentence Listen, I get listen, I get what you're saying, but to knock Tito down to the level of a he's not a brute, all right? He's a he's he's an idiot, but he's a, a suave mente California kid. He's not Colby Suave Mente, okay. Col- yeah, Col- sure. Colby Covington mumbles but like stumbles on his words. All he does is I'm not gonna lie, listen, you know my my mouth is as vulgar as anybody's. But I will say something the words that come out of this man's mouth are vile. Like Colby Covington takes it to another level. So Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, no, sorry. I didn't I just, mean to all I wanted to say was, I just, the way I, I don't know if Tito Ortiz ever started that, a fire like that in his own home gym like Colby has. Well, the biggest thing with Colby, right? It, it seems like Colby sits down with a pen and paper and writes his lines, memorizes those lines. And because he sits down and writes them out, he's able to kind of do exactly what you're saying to be so vile and so awful because he knows that's the reaction he's going to get because that's what he wants. Whereas Tito... He's talking off the cuff, and he's trying to be yeah, suave. He's trying to be the smart, clever fighter. Yeah. And then you got 
And then you just, I mean, you pair him against someone like Chael Sonnen, and like, right, you just see him decimated, and it's just. Did Chael beat him? Who won that fight? He did not. Chael did end up losing that fight. Come on, <laughs> hey, Chael Sonnen <laughs> overhyped, man. This dude, Chael Sonnen, I would expect. Chael... Agreed. Chael Sonnen is the king of talking his ass up, and yeah, good for him. I love that motherfucker. Yeah, that man is. It works, dude. Listen, if you're, he was a middleweight, right? Middleweight, light heavyweight, heavyweight as he grew older and grew rounder. I, I literally don't think he could be Chris Weidman. Right now, probably not. It, oh, 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 that's going to be an uh, issue for our yes. overlay. Well, everybody, should we just put the Discord first and the overlay second until Carlos comes back? Uh, so put take the stream uh, on Streamlabs, hit the little I so you can mute. Uh, the overlay yeah. and then i'll just show the two of us and then we can do that until he comes back wow uh, how do i fix the hey guys <laughs> we're producing on the fly yeah. does that work did it work did it work no i mean no are you pulling up the stream it's it, it works but the, the screen's all cut up i don't even know how you got it like this oh it's because i remember how i was talking about how i crop each camera window to spit specifically for us so i can move them around oh, wow. we, have, yeah. we have four people in here too damn <laughs> well one of them is me one of them is me so okay, no, <laughs> hey guys what's up we appreciate you coming in um here i have something that will work it'll look weird until carlos comes back so, but uh here so this will work and let's continue the convo yeah um i will say one thing bro Honestly, this has been the longest. Oh, oh I misspelled it. Sorry, 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 sorry. Oh, he's back. Fuck. Now recording. Whoa. There's a fourth motherfucker in the show now. And that was a little, looked like a little Discord tool that you'll pop it and record the audio. But at least I'll fix this. I think you can bring back up the um, overlay, Cena. Okay. And we're back. <laughs> yes. Show baby, a live production. We're giving it to you real, uncut, raw. Uh, I will say one thing though, back to what we were saying. I, yes. I, I don't think. Uh, question: Are both of them getting paid? Well, I mean, my understanding is, uh, my understanding of the situation is that now recording for an ex uh, exhibition for a charity event. So I imagine Tito Ortiz's whole angle on this would be to right make money so i don't know how that again this kind of speaks to i don't know if this is really actually going to happen ever or if this is just tito trying to get his name out there which if it is like you said cena it was a smart move because we're talking about it yeah it is, i sure sure it is a smart move it does get his name out there we're talking about it yeah okay evan says i fucked up the names again for your information we did not fuck up the names evan we're waiting for carlos's mic to reconnect and it'll go back to the right way um, I will yeah, we are hoping. I just think that, listen, I think you guys, you and Carlos, you know, you definitely shit on some people you guys don't like from time to time. But I think we need to recognize that, you know, for a 45 plus year old man, way out of his prime, his career is way over. Sure. To create an opportunity financially, such as yourself, such as like this, to make this amount of money. We do, which we don't know is undisclosed, but we can assume is upwards of $100,000, 200, right? But we can't, right? It's going to be a charity event. Okay, fine. Hello, Carlos. Check, check, check. What's up? You're telling me, oh, hold on. Sorry. You're telling me Tito Ortiz and Mike Tyson fighting would get them nothing? 
charity night. My understanding, my understanding is Mike Tyson wants to come back for a charity event. So I would assume that money that he would be paid goes to charity, right? That's how a charity event works. LeBron James doesn't get paid for a charity <laughs> basketball game, yeah, does he? That's true. No. <laughs> right? I mean, <laughs> don't bring LeBron into the show. All right. That's the Sorry. Show. Excuse me. Sorry. I was just using, I was just using an analogy. <laughs> Hi, Carlos. Oh, Carlos. How are you? <laughs> Not well. <laughs> Carlos, 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 just leave your camera on. Leave, tell him to leave this camera on and to just keep fucking with the mic. It's no worries. He should be able to hear you. Um, but yeah, yeah please yeah, keep your yeah, camera yeah. on because it, it keeps our overlay in the yeah, right yeah, way. Yeah, keep your camera uh, Did you put the overlay back on us? Are we good? Huh? Did you put the overlay back on us? So that looks right on Twitch. I, I only have the chat up. I don't it's, actually it's, have it's the chat. It's on us. We're good right now. Oh, okay, cool. Alrighty, um, so Mike Tyson, Tito Ortiz, let's transition yeah. to the next topic, I guess. And then as Carlos comes back, he I, can I kind wanted, of... I wanted Carlos. I know, it's, I know, it's shitty. Well, let's go. Love you, Carlos. All right, let's move on. So, other big news in MMA. We have Francis Ngannou, who just coming off of uh, a glorious, glorious win, uh... Right, comes out saying, John Jones, where are you at? Where are you at? And John Jones saying, I'm right here. Let's fight. Let's figure this out. Uh, here, I actually have the tweets. Let me pull them up so I'm not fucking talking out of my asshole. Uh, so, John Jones, May 21st. This is three days ago. He tweets out in regarding to the Francis Ngannou John Jones fight, currently in negotiation with UFC as we speak. Not too long later, he tweets out, quote, unbelievable. He follows that tweet up by saying, before even discussing numbers, the UFC was unwilling to pay more for the Francis super fight for me to move the heavyweight, said I could possibly earn more pay-per-views. Goes on to say, he responds to a fan that asks, hey, John, isn't legacy more important than money? And he responds, That's no. That's he fucks up. He should stop responding. Not in the stage of my career. I could retire today. I've already done my job. I've given this company over a decade of entertainment. True. It's been fun, you guys. Maybe I'll see you all in a year or two. Maybe when they're ready to do better business, I'll come back. Until then, health, fitness, and family. He corrected that, though. He corrected that. He did say that. He did say, actually, I do think these guys do great business, but right now things just aren't where I want them to be, which is an accurate assessment of the situation. So what do you think of this, Andrew? It seems, from what John Jones is tweeting out, it seems... But the UFC is not willing to pay him that moolah to move up to UFC, to heavyweight. And wasn't there talk of him and Francis being for the belt somehow? Didn't he say something to that effect? Am I making this up? Is this a narrative I'm crafting just uh, to point John in a more negative light? It might be. I don't know. But if that's true, how? How does that work? Sneak face little champ. <laughs> no, 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 no. This isn't a belt. This is a contender fight. This, they, I... People are keep saying. I think John. So John is very smart. He's he's evolving as a smart as a businessman as a fighter. Number one, he's airing his negotiations and updating them on Twitter publicly. Sure. So that I don't know if you notice what that does is that's giving him business leverage, negotiation leverage with the UFC because now he's leveraging all the attention on social media on his side and putting pressure on the UFC if they don't meet his demands. That's ingenious in of itself. But the second part is that I think people aren't really – they're just blaming the UFC. How much did he actually ask for? Because he probably asked for a preposterous amount. I guarantee you he asked for more than Conor made in his Habib fight. 
I guarantee you he asked for more fight or as much money as Conor McGregor made in that Habib fight. And I wanted to ask before I, you know, delve any deeper, who do you think wins this? If they were to fight. Well, I mean, that like, right, it's... I, I'm not sure there's, like, a more interesting, intriguing, like, matchup in the entire UFC outside of Francis and John Jones, right? You have John Jones, who is the most high-level fight IQ we've ever seen, who in is absolutely... Yes. Yeah, in Octagon, thank you. Yeah, uh, just incredibly dominant, so good at improvising and being quick and just being just an absolute unstoppable force, right? An unstoppable force. Uh, but then you have Francis, who is this ginormous man that is still shredded, who can put people to sleep by touching them. Can he touch John Jones? That's the question. Yeah, I, de- I definitely. Carlos, <laughs> is that you? No, sorry, I thought I heard you. Um, it's like a ghost or like I mean, a little I, rat. I, I'm very confidently putting up. I mean, I'm taking Francis and Ghana to win this fight, no doubt, right? Um, number one. I, if you really look at that Dominic Reyes fight, I think it just showed you what John Jones' weaknesses are. So he never pieces together combinations. He throws one or two straights, and that's it. His setup time is slow. He's very vulnerable there. And when he retracts his punch, he's slow. And he, has not, he doesn't have that much lateral mobility. He's not quick on his feet. So you fight a good boxer like Dominic Reyes, who just controls tempo and distance with his hands, you know, E, not that good of a matchup. Now, Francis Ngannou, you look at this man. Sure. I'm, he's not He's not Dominic Reyes, skill-wise, technically. He's not gonna, he doesn't have that. He can't dance like Reyes. He can't piece those combinations together. But if he gets angry for a split second and decides to rush forward like a madman, I'm going to tell you one thing. He's not the most technical, but he can throw out five punches in less than five seconds. And I guarantee one of them might hit John. <laughs> totally. I mean, right. Sorry, keep going. Whoa, this man Carlos. Uh, that's his, like, yeah, it's like his, his video yeah, card thing. Else. It's like <laughs> his porn video. Just comes oh, my God. <laughs> no, but, <laughs> no, but what I was going to say is that I'm going to just say this. Andrew, you, you think he wouldn't get hit? I think that's there's no way he wins that fight. I, I, I truly don't know, right? Like, um, it's right because just intellectually conceptually a heavyweight is going to be slower than a light heavyweight right on average francis Ngannou, i agree he he has that touch he has the power but is he going to be fast enough to be able to actually close the distance on john jones did you see that Jorginho? yo i know i know i know i know it's but heavyweights heavy it's different like heavyweight moving up did you see how he rushed in that was pretty i know but but my point is like right like you like you said like you said it he doesn't have the technicality of Dominic Reyes, and Dominic Reyes is going to be quicker than him just, again, by virtue of being a light heavyweight. You go down to the division, the guys down there is quicker, right? Of course, France is going to get harder, yeah. harder, but he's going to be moving slower. He's going to be... Yeah, I guess. No, no, you're right there. He does move slower than Reyes, but... Right? The pace, the, the pace at light heavyweight is just overall quicker versus so, heavyweight. So here's my thing is... That stick-and-move style John's been using the last three, four fights is not going to work here. He needs to go for the takedown. That's without a doubt. Stipe went for the takedown. Stipe didn't st- stand there the whole time. So, well, right. What? Go ahead. Let's re- let's remember. John Jones came up by finding out your favorite technique and your favorite style and beating you at that style. Well, he's not going to beat Francis if he tries. This is like he. If you like, there's no more. That's circumstantial. Like number one, he's coming off a loss, clear cut in my eyes. Like John is coming off a clear cut. We could say it was a technical win. He sure. Lost that fight. Sure. 
Listen, and not only that, the fight before that, he beat Tiago Santos, but, you know... He, it was, that was close, though. That, that one was close. That was a close fight. So, that... I think this fight ends in one or two rounds. I don't think this is a long fight. I'm not trying to disrespect John, but what he's throwing himself in here is just not smart for his fighting style. He uses a fighting style that's, that you, you keep your opponents at bay at range. You control the distance. You cannot control the distance with Francis. Those oblique kicks will not work because Francis's legs are way too huge. They won't work. They will not. Those little oblique kicks will not work on Francis. I don't think. I, mean. I, I don't think that the leg kicks will be nearly as effective. And here's my thing: I don't see John having the power behind his punches to keep Francis at bay to keep him from rushing in. So I I I'll, I, I kind of want to speak to the effectiveness of like right those oblique kicks because like right you if you notice in the Jerzinho knockout that um fucking Francis just had uh, as Francis is rushing him in right Jerzinho lands I mean before he starts moving in he lands an outside leg kick but as Francis is coming in he hits Francis with a uh, inside leg kick and then I think counters him with like a two three before he gets knocked the fuck out. Uh, Right, those aren't the type of kicks John Jones, John Jones throws, right? He's, I mean, he's famous for his oblique kicks. Mm-hmm. And, right, the, the beauty of the oblique kick and the technique behind it is that you want to hit it right above the knee as they're stepping down and putting pressure on that. So it doesn't have to be I a hard kick to be effective. Yeah, it doesn't have to be a hard kick to be effective. It just has to be quick and fast and the timing has to be right. Again, a light heavyweight doing that to a heavyweight? Maybe. Maybe the timing is there. John right. Jones specifically? I think I think that oblique kick is probably going to be a big factor in that factor in, in the fight. I would say and his ability to use it because it is going to be a problem for him to keep the distance. And I would assume from what we've seen, that's going to be one of his goal to tools to do that. And and you're right. So that was a really good point because that that has to be one of his go to tools. But in throwing that kick, you know, you definitely when you throw leg kicks, the comeback, you know, you have to set up. You leave yourself vulnerable for that split second. And that's really where I'm just my whole worry comes from this fight is. How does John come out of each exchange? Now, we're talking about a heavyweight. We're considering all these notions. Sure. We're talking about Francis Ngannou knocking out heavyweights in the first round. Scariest listen, heavyweight. The scariest listen, heavyweight. Listen, let's, let's say it. Yeah. Yeah. John Jones is a very skinny kid. Growing up, he was a very – he does not – listen, 220 years, 230 years – like his brothers, he he wrestled his brothers, you know, D lineman Chandler Jones. Right, he's kind of... he's the runt in his family. Carlos, go ahead, no big deal. Restart restart your shit. He just texted us. Yeah, yeah, you're good. But I Andrew, can get the little bot for. Sorry, go ahead, Tina. Andrew, like he is not. This is not the Francis Ngannou is much bigger than an NFL player. He's taller, stronger, like literally. He is literally like a bodybuilder <laughs> and an NFL player hybrid. I don't see, and I listen. I will not. I will. I'll be the first to say that he's not going to beat him. He's not going to beat him. Now recording. He's not going to beat him technically, but I'm going to tell you this right now. John does not have it in him. He's a light heavyweight. How is how is Francis not going to knock him out when Francis has putting been putting away heavyweights like that? Now you're telling me a two or five is going to come up and and take those punches because John's not knocking him out. So John John is not. He's going to submit him. You think John's knocking him out? He could catch him with an elbow. Remember his elbows? It's been so long. But remember, I mean, young John Jones was just so dynamic. We haven't had, we haven't seen him do it, but we know he can throw a spinning elbow. Celestial, Celestial, I don't know. Whoever in Twitch chat is who's saying that we're in the wrong boxes, we know. Thank you for letting us know. 
technical difficulties. We're sorry. It's the shows. We're live, baby. We're going listen, for listen, it. Listen, listen. We'll get it good eventually. We're gonna keep trying every week until it's perfect. We actually got new equipment specifically for this show. But anyway, it's all right. Um, listen. You brought up a really good point that I want to circle back to. Uh, you said that John Jones uh, throws like single strikes, and in the light heavyweight division, when you are the boogeyman of the light heavyweight division, right? And there is this almost semblance of maybe not fear, but apprehension to engage with John Jones. I think you can get away with that. I think that's a great point. I'm not sure that we'll see that with Francis because again, like you said, John Jones is not going to be able to, I mean, maybe he is. He's, I mean, you saw, did you see him deadlift that 505 the other day? Yeah. Yeah, I did. Insane. I mean, that's so much strength. Uh, but right. Maybe, Maybe he's not going to be able to knock out Francis in one punch, like you said. So I think if he does fight Francis, I think it's going to be a different John Jones that comes out that we haven't seen. Well, for, for sure. Listen, if he fights uh, he Francis... Has to. He has to. Yeah, if he fights Francis, we're banking on the unknown. Like, I, there's no logical way in my years of fighting John Jones, um, a guy that I've only seen lose one fight in my eyes, there's no way this man that I've only seen lose one fight, and that fight was given him to him as a win. There's no way he, I see not one way John can win this fight. I don't see him winning this fight via decision, and I don't even see him. The only way I see him winning this fight is la taking those punches and, and Francis tiring out. I don't see John being able to control distance. Not only that, I don't see John avoiding hits. I see the best case scenario where John doesn't get knocked out. You see a lot of that, and he runs away, like throughout the, because John does do that. Greg Jackson's, listen, Greg Jackson tells their fighters, run away. Don't get hit. Don't stay in the exchange. Run away, lose some points, reset, and knock the fool out. Carlos Condit <laughs> beat Nick Diaz 10 years ago via that method. Unfortunately, John Jones shouldn't have beaten Dominic. But I'm, what I'm trying to say is this is just everybody's talking about it like it's a great fight. It is a great fight. And my only problem is the only part of me that's unsure of who's going to win is John Jones' greatness. But logically, technically, I don't see him being able – Francis is not another heavyweight. If Francis didn't exist, I would say John was the best heavyweight in the world. But this heavyweight is very different because he doesn't rely yeah. on technical ability. He does not rely on technical ability, but he has technical ability and it's evolving. Sure. It's evolving very quickly with Eric now. He has a good camp now. Everybody thrives in the right situation. When you have a group of people around you that support you, that love you, that push you up, like Eric's doing to Francis, this is what he needed. Yeah. So, like Shaq got won three championships when he got with the Lakers. Same with Francis, you know. And I know you. I, I already know you're one hundred percent. You and Carlos, without a doubt, would pick John Jones. You would not pick. Uh, is, I love that we're having this conversation right now because you're the well, maybe not right now, but normally, if our all of our technical difficulties weren't happening, you're on the John Jones side, baby. You're on John Jones' side on our little graphic, and you're picking against him. And I love I this he's moment. My, he's my favorite. I want to clip this. We should make this a clip of you picking against John Jones. Listen, he's my favorite fighter. I'm a ride or die supporter of John Jones. But this fight, in of itself, and I'm not saying he can't win. And I will go on a limb and say this: if he beats Francis Ngannou, now we got to get to this. I mean, okay, we're gonna get to this later. <laughs> Let's say he's this quote-unquote goat, right? If he beats Francis. What do you say? Okay. I mean, he just goes so much higher up there, yeah, like, right? Like, totally point, agree. The only person you compare him with is Muhammad Ali, unfortunately. That's his next target. 
hard hard comparison different sports no, no, and not only that muhammad ali is like a great guy a savior tried helping the world john johns did cocaine hit a pregnant lady left came back took a lot of cash left yeah. came back got arrested no but i do think that this this fight would number one he, if he beats dominic race again or this i think that's the next level he's at he's without a doubt the goat and it's now just about taking the sport to another level sure you know so i, I go ahead yeah so i will say um john jones is right for in terms of like in terms of like what he's done for the sport he can pull connor and go thanks for the cheese deuces and like Who's gonna Connor, fucking touch Connor his legacy? Connor did not do that. Let's hold on. He tweeted that. Hold on. Connor tweeted, "Thanks for the cheese. I'm out." Just like John Jones did. I mean, fucked up my point. I mean, Cena. No, but you, he's you. You're making it seem like Connor just. I don't give a fuck about MMA. I care about money. Nah, he's a he's an as the love of the sport is what got him here. Well, hold on. No, that was. A, I mean, just the same way. This is a negotiation tactic for John Jones. That was a negotiation tactic for uh, Conor McGregor. What was him saying? Thanks for the cheese. I'm out. Yeah, those okay. were both negotiation okay. tactics. Now, do you know what's interesting? Who is also trying to do this? That doesn't seem to be working. Let's bring this back to Henry Cejudo, right? Whoa. We all thought. We all thought Henry Cejudo came out saying that he was going to retire. Oh, this is some big cash grab, and that the UFC is going to have to he negotiate with so, him. He's probably retired. So, I think he's. I. I when this came out, I thought I said I think he's I think he's being legitimate. I think he's being. Yeah, you cheated on me I <laughs> have further evidence by the fact that the UFC has taken him off their website. He is now a retired fighter on the UFC's website. The bandweight title, the flyweight titles, are both vacant as of right now. Right, we've the announced Joey, Joey uh, Benavides versus, versus Figueroa um, two, two. Let's go for the flyweight. Come, Come on, Joey B. Come on, Joey B. Is Joey B. out of Eric's camp now? No, he's I don't not know. out of alpha male. Alpha male's done, isn't it? No, I don't know. But I know Joey B lives out of Vegas, so Vegas. Okay, okay, okay. He lives That's in Vegas. Saying. He lives in Las Vegas. Yeah, I, I would assume so, right? He's married to Megan O'Livy. They oh, live yeah, in Vegas. Yeah. I know. Yeah, I mean, she more to the so jealous if I, if I was uh, uh, Joey Benavides. She interviews every single fighter. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like okay, hold well, on, though. I think you'd be jealous because you're trying to do interviews. Joey B wants to fight these. Well, not all of them, but I mean, he's a fighter. It's <laughs> Listen, a little bit different. I, I feel like I know, I know, but it's like your your girlfriend's giving an interview to Demetrius Johnson, the dude that beat you like twice, knocked about cold, and has your championship belt. Like you're like fuck. <laughs> no, but, but um, go ahead. Yeah, so back to the whole point why I brought up uh, Henry Cejudo, right? This this is a negotiation tactic for John Jones is doing by saying I'm going to retire, and then I mean, right? He walked back and tweets, and he said he's going to fight John Blakovich, yeah. uh, Blakovich. I, I don't think it's oh. so. I'll disagree with you in saying that it was a good move because, like, right? In terms of negotiation, don't you want to be the one with the power? You want to be the one that has the power to make like your negotiation happen. Like you're the one that wants to be able to influence the other party. We have proof. That John Jones is not the person with the power. No, he definitely he, isn't. Yeah, you're right there. I mean, he went out. He went out to Twitter to try to get this fight and <laughs> failed. Yeah, yeah, he, he would. Fa- I mean, he straight up just failed. Yeah, he would have gotten it. But at the same time, um, number one, I still don't know how he's not as big of a name as a guy like Conor McGregor through all the shit he's been in, um, and the spotlight he's had on. I agree with you. Uh, you're right because had he had that pull, he would have gotten the fight, plain and simple. Yeah. But he didn't. Now, does that mean now? Does that mean that it was a poor negotiation tactic? No. Does that mean that? Does that mean that John Jones necessarily out of this negotiation, who lost it, Andrew? 
The UFC or John? Because no matter how much John is asking for, if John asks for an amount so absurd that the U UFC loses money by putting yeah. out this card, they still win. They still win by putting on this fight, even if they lose money. That's my end-all, be-all argument, and that's why I do think this was 100% John Jones' oh. fault. Carlos, how are you? I heard a microphone tap. Yeah. Sorry, one bonkers. I still don't know what happened, but hopefully that rebooted everything and we should be good. Go ahead, John Jones versus Francis. What do you think about that? I think it's the best fight that we could possibly have this year. Yes. Who do you got winning? And what do you think of the negotiation? What do you think of the negotiations, first of all? I have Francis winning in the first two minutes of the entire fight. I agree. I just said that. I just said that. Yeah. What I love is that it frees up light heavyweight, and we go into the next chapter of the legend that is the baddest man that's ever fought, which is John Jones. I think they have to pay that man his money because he deserves it by virtue of two things. Number one, his fucking resume at light heavyweight. It's unprecedented. Number two, you're asking the man to step up because you ran out of competition for him. You're asking him to take on bigger guys because you ran out of competition for him. So Not I think yet. That's... he didn't run out of competition at light heavyweight. Oh, but... come on, dude. He lost. Or wait, you had him who... winning to Dominic Reyes in my eyes. Nah, whatever, dude. We're not going to go back over the three, The three blind bureaucrats on the side. You know, I'm not. Nah. He's never lost. He's never been handled the way he handled everyone that he had to handle to get to a top spot. So as far as I'm concerned, that's like undisputed. And it's solidify pay the man his money because we know heavyweight is king if he becomes the king of heavyweights we finally can overtake boxing because wow. in boxing each heavyweight become belongs to a different organization with mma john jones would be the fucking king of the world and that's a really good point anywhere you're selling him anywhere yeah now I so many challenges at heavyweight so many huge fights I agree with you, but I, I still hold this theory. There has, at some point before he retires, he doesn't have to do this, and he probably will not do this. I think he, he kind of, for a man that's undefeated, he's never lost, to have a guy that really put on that performance like Dominic Reyes, I think one day they should meet again in the future. And I think that is as much as John Jones has accomplished, if we take out our emotions and logically judge that fight, we'd agree, yeah, he, you're right. He has nothing left to prove, and it's it's over. Put the Dominic in the past, and let's focus on Francis in the heavyweight. It seems like that's where all the cards, cards are right now. But you, I'm not going to overlook our guy. Dominic deserves a shot at that title what with John no, in it. He, no. He, see, that's where I disagree. He deserves a shot at the title, yes. But he deserves a shot at writing his own movie. He doesn't get to latch onto the John Jones movie because he didn't think shit shook out the way it should have on the last fight. Write your own movie. John does his thing. Hey, sometimes you miss. That's going to happen in life. You know? Like, and I would also... Dominic oh. can go on to do his own thing and fight Gustafson and fight a bunch of people. You know, like some good fights out there for him. Let them boys figure it out and let Mr. Jones... Fucking but Jones is undefeated. An undefeated fighter? Well, he has that one, but that technical loss was bullshit. You guys, that yeah, was coffee. Yeah. Every you. fight Floyd fought, we were like, damn, that's a. I don't think Jones is. I, I clear cut will die to my grave and say Dominic Reyes won the MMA fight. But, you know, Jones won those last two rounds definitively. 
I just think that France is the fight to go, but I don't think that Dominic is just thrown into the dust now. We forget about him because he's not well, that big of a name. It's so interesting to me because I feel like a lot, I don't know, my perception of the light heavyweight uh, shakeup, right? In my mind, the Thiago Santos rematch is a lot more interesting than the Dominic Reyes rematch for John Jones. Why? I mean, Thiago, San Thiago Santos was doing a lot better. I mean, right, he fucking fought him with one leg. What happens with his, when he has that other leg? Yeah, I mean, Jones maybe Jones we're never going to have takedown, whereas you could say whatever you want, but I, I'm like, you could say one of those rounds was a 10-8 in that Jones-Reyes fight, but I thought Dominic had three 10-9s definitively. That's my thing. You could argue one of them was a 10-8. You could argue Jones got the championship. Maybe you're right and I'm wrong, but I thought I, that was... I have to tell you both a secret. There's a secret. Nobody cares. <laughs> Nobody cares. They care about John going to heavyweight. Only nerds of MMA care. Big facts. Big facts. But that's not the right. It's that's true. But does that mean it's the right thing? No. It's the, the right thing to do is to put on the most entertaining fight. That's yeah, the right thing. The UFC does not care about putting not, the right thing not on. Not at the expense of their own rules, though. Yeah. Rules have never stopped the UFC. The rules. Well, I'm, integrity I'm, has never I'm stopped the UFC. The, rules. The, the sport, like, you don't just, okay, hey guys, Lakers are in the 10th spot. Let's sneak them into the 7th spot and just throw them into the playoffs. That happens all the time in UFC. No, no, Dominic Cruz. I know, I know. Dominic Cruz. Dominic Cruz, yeah. Hey, but listen, since you used the Lakers analogy, right? What if you were like, listen, this year the Lakers, when they get to the championship, you bring back that other team because the Lakers deserve a shot at that team. That team's got to make it to that spot again, baby. If you miss that year, then maybe you may have missed that year. You move on to the next year, and whoever the champ is, that's who you take on. And that's where all these light heavyweights have to fall in line. By the same rule set that I don't like, and the same judge decisions that I don't like that we were arguing last week, <laughs> which is what you were defending, John Jones won. Yeah, that's unfortunately. It. You know, so let that man go up the heavyweight. Let's see what happens. There's more risk. We haven't seen him in real danger in a long time. People make the case that, well, I, I gave him the best fight. Yes, I yes. gave him the best fight. I fought him the hardest. He still beat us all, but I fought him the hardest. No, that's just not enough. Like, that's this interesting. I just, I just him and Nganu, him and fucking, basically, John Jones in any heavyweight. I'm, I'm so intrigued. I'll watch that shit every Saturday if he fights one every Saturday. <laughs> I, would, I would watch. I mean, I think John would smoke every single heavyweight but Francis. I think Francis is the only hard fight. I think the second, the hardest two fights for John Jones in the world, there's only two. Francis, that one, which I agree with you, he would get knocked out maybe in the first round. Or Dominic Reyes, in my opinion. Carlos, go. No, Carlos. Oh, no. Carlos. You were so into that point. I could see your hands. No, no audio, bud. <laughs> <laughs> Look at the disappointment. Look at the disappointment <laughs> on his face. <laughs> if uh, you're no, only no, watching our, no, just, like, just keep trying because I'm sure you'll. Yeah. Uh, if you're only listening to our audio, our podcast, I highly recommend you checking out the YouTube video this week because you will watch <laughs> Carlos lose his mind progressively. Oh, yeah, he's back. Yeah. He's back. What's up? Go ahead, Carlos. Say what you have to say. Son of a bitch. I don't know what keeps happening. <laughs> <laughs> It's very, very upsetting. To you me. had your hands up in some upsetting point. Do you remember what that no, point say, was? Say what, yeah, say what you were yes. saying. It was about, about John Jones. And I'm saying, like, I just want to see him fight at heavyweight. I want to see him fight anybody at heavyweight. And I want to see that, like, just, just keep going. If he fought every week a different guy at heavyweight, I'd watch it. Yeah, yeah, of course. Of course. But I mean, like, you know, at I'm the same in. time, like, who is he, who's going to touch him at heavyweight besides Francis? That's why. That's the whole point I was trying to make is that the circumstances haven't been this prime for a story like that to be written. 
But I'm just it saying made, that's the only fight. Time. That's the only fight that I think would give John trouble in that division. Yeah, but I'm not talking about a fight. I'm talking about the John Jones movie that we're watching. Oh yeah. <laughs> in yeah. the John Jones movie that we're watching, mm. the next best thing is for him to go up to heavyweight at a time where the field is perfect for him to take over heavyweight too. And not have to diet anymore. So let me and ask you this, that's Carlos. It's an, an awesome movie, man. Why do you have Francis Ngannou knocking out John Jones in the first two minutes? Technically speaking, I want to know. Because I think John Jones, technically speaking, is the best mixed martial artist we've had above 200 pounds ever. No, but you said you I mean, said Francis would knock him out in two minutes, right? Yeah, because he's explosive. But if you watch even Francis's punch on the last fight, he came from his hips. That's not a technically sound punch. He really? bum rushed him, and he used his athleticism and his and his uh, and his uh, fast uh, uh, explosiveness yeah. to land that punch. And that you think he would said, work on John? You think he would land on John? I think that that punch will land on an elephant and knock him down. I mean, it, it, you know, like that thing is a tranquilizer. <laughs> but it's not. It's not. It's not what you would call a technically sound punch. Especially at the beginning of the fight, usually if you're tired and you're in a clench situation, you may swing from the hips, right? But to come out in the first 30 seconds of the fight and pull a punch from your right-hand pocket, that's still, I mean, I'm glad it landed. It was a hellacious punch, super fast, you know what I mean? And since it's coming from the hip, it's a weird angle. It's not the regular angle that a punch would come in, like linear, you know? So there's a lot of good things that worked in his favor there which could work against any human being on earth. But as far as the, all the other things that make an MMA fighter an MMA fighter, John checks all the boxes. And do you guys think, do you, do you guys think, cause I told Andrew this, do you think the UFC, cause we don't know how much John asked for. That's what no one's talking about. We don't know the amount he's asked for, but if you're the sure. UFC, cause I told Andrew this, would you pay him no matter what he asked for? He could ask for 30, $80 million, 70 million. Would you pay the man? Because I told Andrew, no matter what, it's a win. This fight going live, even if you lose money, if this fight airs live as a content for the fans, it's a win. The organization, Andrew said it best, it just catapults. Yeah, the thing about it is that it's, yes, but there's also a chance that it could not work. And if it doesn't work and you pay the talent too much money, that's the kind of event that could put in jeopardy the entire organization. Why? Just because the UFC's made a lot of money in the oh. past doesn't mean they're sitting on a pile of cash. People that owned a piece of it cashed out. They walked away with millions and millions of dollars. And the UFC has bills to pay. That's why they had to put all these fights on. So as much as I would like to agree with you, you would have to be willing to leverage and risk the entire organization over John Jones just to guarantee him money that is not guaranteed until the pay-per-view numbers come in. Go ahead, Andrew. Yeah, and exactly speaking to Carlos's point, let's think about some actual real-life facts that we actually know about, right? The UFC is owned by their parent company's Endeavor. Endeavor's primarily source of revenue is through live events. What's not happening right now? Live events. So the fact that the UFC is even bringing any revenue in, back in uh, at all is fantastic. Like Carlos said, the UFC also just paid out a dividend, I think, of like $3 million to celebrity investors. Um, that being said, I... I if the ask is too much, it might not be viable to actually give John Jones that amount of money. And that seems to be the calculus that Dana White has made publicly. Because, I mean, he said it himself that he doesn't think that fight's happening. 
So then that means that if they're not paying John this money, that means their numbers aren't quite as high as they thought they would be in this pandemic. Because if their numbers hit the marks like they thought they would, they would have no hesitation. They would know this would work. They would know the viewer span they'd be getting. So this just means they don't have full faith in the volatility and consistency of their viewership per events. So I think it might be a factor of Dana White is very insistent. I mean, not insistent, right? UFC is required to get all these shows on ESPN. I hear that mic tapping, yeah, Carlos. Sorry. I hear that mic. Uh, right. They're required to get all of these fights out for ESPN. We'll talk about this in a second. But like these upcoming fights that are coming up, these fight cards, I mean, obviously, they're not fully fleshed out yet. And they're happening so quickly. The fact that we're getting so many fight cards is amazing. Next month of fights doesn't look like killer fights. Like, I mean, yeah, their fights is going to be great. But it's not superstar cards by yeah, any means. These last two fight nights were good, but the next ones suck. I agree with yeah, you. Yeah, the next couple ones, yeah. Carlos, did you have something to add? Well, you got to think about it from the business perspective, I think. It's, 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 they have to make sure, first of all, they're, taking their, they're the only ones taking a risk, right? No one else has even figured out how to keep their sport going. There's one. The other one is you're dealing with an HR issue. Not everybody's chomping at the bit to fly and to fight. Some people's wives are like, fuck no, you, you right, ain't yeah. going nowhere. Yeah. You know, like there's a lot of different factors that go into making all these fights with such frequency. Definitely. And, and, and then aside from that, the, the fact that, you know, like you said, not, not all of them are bar barn burners right now. That some of this, I mean, that next fight card is basically, I mean, I'm taking this as a time to like get to know new fighters. Yeah, you know, and and see who I'm gonna be watching in the next two or three years, because they're putting a new, a, a lot of new talent in there, and and I think that's a that's that's a good thing. But from from the standpoint of view of the risk factor in all those people, think about it. Right now, the UFC is delivering the product that it owes it owes to the to the ESPN. Right? Here's what we agreed on. Here's fights. Here's product, and they're doing that with people that are more hungry and more eager to be a company person than with the top stars. On top of that, because of the pandemic, you can't really, you don't have your leverage in business because you can't negotiate, excuse me, the way you would normally with the top stars, right? They still want their money. Fuck you, pay me. But yeah. I can't, I don't know what's going to happen right now from month to month. You know what I mean? Like how much money went into Fight Island if that place, if such a place exists? How much did it go into it? And like, how is that, how is that going to yeah. play into the return that they need within a certain timeline? Because if they had to bring infrastructure in there, like power and internet and fucking water and sewage and make sure there's accommodations for the fighters and medical infrastructure, I don't know if they have to build fucking roads there. You know what I mean? Like, do they have to build an airport? Where, where was it? How big an airplane can land on that motherfucker? How frequently? I mean, there's a ton of things that we like we don't really like think about, you know? Yeah, so totally. if, if, if you have all of that shit and John Jones is like, Goo goo gagaing with his rattle. And he's only willing to have you change his diaper. Well, then maybe you just tell him to fucking change his own diaper and go look for some other shit. You know what I mean? Like, like I get it. Like, I, I'm not saying John Jones is wrong, but. He just got a poopy diaper. That's what the issue. He's got a poopy diaper. In, in his negotiation tactics, Carlos? Right, right. Like, from the UFC standpoint of view, whenever, whenever they're in the right place to make John Jones a better offer, they'll just make more money. In the meantime, they have to deliver product to the ESPN that they owe on, a, on, a, on some kind of a timely basis, right? Like 
It's like being a yeah. reporter and you have a deadline every Thursday and your article goes to print. Well, it used to go to print every Friday. What the fuck that is, right? Well, this is the same with the UFC right now. So, you know, there's a bunch of people that are eagerly showing up to fight they're, and they're not demanding. You know, you don't have to deal with the bullshit. So maybe you let John Jones keep doing his cycling and, and, and hopefully not get in trouble. And uh, who knows? Maybe in the next six months, the new heavyweight comes on and you don't, and now you don't care about John Jones at heavyweight. Okay. I, and maybe, I, I and maybe he's fucked up again and he needs money then. That's a big possibility. That's you know? a big possibility. But I also think that his negotiation tactics, I told Andrew this, are smart in a way. <laughs> I mean, he's using, he's putting them out in public. I think that's very smart. All MMA news publications are jumping on every tweet he's putting. The UFC has no room. He's leveraging the entire audience on his side. Now, it's not really working so much because, number one, as I was telling Andrew, he didn't really get the fight. But I like his thinking in the sense of, oh, I'm going to make this public, each step public, so I can get the fans on my side, so I can put pressure on Dana to give me my money. Unfortunately, Dana is just too good on another level of business. He's not. But for a fighter, it's showing you why I like it. It's the UFC doesn't have a fighters union like the NBA, the NFL. The fighters, we can all agree, have don't have a support system to stick up for them like other sports do. So for a fighter to take this independent road to kind of this outlier road to kind of go head to head with the UFC in a professional way is very commendable in terms of a negotiation business perspective. I kind of respect it. It's just not working because he doesn't, just like Andrew said, he doesn't have the leverage here. That's the thing. I think that John Jones is being short-sighted in that he's got everything right except for the timing. Yes. His timing for this is just off. I just is think, right I think he asked for an egregious and, amount too. And, and also, because of that, it's also not the right time to risk that. What I would do is do what Connor does. Keep teasing the shit out of this for a while. Yeah. And see how the next couple of cards shake out. See what happens at the end of the year. Can you imagine him deciding to do it for New Year's? Right before the UFC's fiscal year is over? Now you need money. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, now you're that. trying to crack that nut. It's like when you wait tables and it's the end of the night. You got an hour left, baby. And there's an A-top. Let's rack up that fucking check and autograph it so we could go home. Like that's that's <laughs> that that should be fucking yeah, Joe Joe's shit. My mind you know, six years. <laughs> yeah. No, but that's that's I mean that's a hustle. You know that's the fucking that's the reason you took that closing shift, baby. So I think he's got to just hang out <laughs> till <laughs> till till the end of the year, and then just tease him, tease him, because nothing else. I mean, in the meantime, let the let let everybody else that needs work in the UFC let them work. You know. Yeah. Yes, that's it for sure. Perfect. I love this. I love this. I love this. Um, okay, let's move on. Let's move on. Unless there's anything else. But I feel like we fucking covered Francis, Francis like and Jones yeah, as well. We kill, as, that. we kill that, guys. Yeah, we covered that as well as the ABQ police department covers John Jones. <laughs> That's another conversation. So we are going to talk about uh, Connor's top five My favorite list. Part. Before we do that, do we want to kind of just hit a couple like a fight, two fights on this UFC fight card for this upcoming weekend. Yeah, I mean, we got it. Let's just we got it. We got it, right? So okay. So uh, let's hit you with two fights on the prelims. The main event of the prelim, we have Caitlin Chukig. Can you say that name? Chukigian. 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 That's that's it. Uh, versus Antonia Shevchenko, who is the sister of special agent UFC. Carlos, we know pronunciation is not my strong point. That is not why I am hired. 
What, what I is think it's it? Antonina. Yeah, Antonina. Antonina. Okay. I'm sure I butchered her last name too. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, Please don't beat me up. Attempt the last name. Do not say the last <laughs> name. Please don't beat me up. <laughs> she is the younger sister of uh, Valentina, the fucking the monster, the, the secret agent, the no, secret agent. Valentina the Conqueror. <laughs> Um, right, and this is an opportunity for Caitlyn to kind of get revenge against that family, right? Valentina beat her pretty, uh, sadly, pretty badly, <laughs> as she does to most women, yeah, as she does to most women. Yeah, um, no, nothing bad, nothing normal, nothing bad about that. This is Antonia's ninth professional on a May fight, she's eight and one. Um, this is her third officially on UFC. She's how two, old is she? uh, yeah, is she, she is 35. Yeah, I'm gonna okay. take Caitlyn in this fight, no doubt. This is gonna be a revenge match for Caitlyn. Um, I think Caitlyn's gonna dominate her, take her to the ground. She's gonna neutralize her striking because we know how both the Shevchenko sisters strike. She's gonna, but she's no Valentina. I think Caitlyn has added motivation into this fight. Like, yay, your older sister beat the shit out of me. You are not gonna beat the shit out. Both of the sisters are not gangbanging me. All right. <laughs> <laughs> So I got Caitlyn winning this in a by far dominating one-sided decision, grappling her to death. I I, I completely disagree. I think uh, I the Shevchenko little. I think she's gonna get kicked into oblivion. <laughs> Maybe I think it's gonna be a head kick. I think it's gonna be a head kick. I think Shevchenko shows up in better shape. I think she shows up uh, better trained. Caitlyn's a dog. And maybe. But I just don't think it's gonna happen. She does have the Shevchenko um, blood in her. I do admit. She that. does. Uh, she is thirty-nine and one in professional kickboxing and Muay Thai. Who? Uh, Antonina. So, uh, but but before when I said Caitlyn, I actually meant to say <laughs> Antonina. I didn't. I, you guys just heard me. <laughs> what, 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 by the way, Evan just put six hundred dollars on Mackenzie Dern. No, uh, the, so no, Mackenzie Dern versus Hannah Cyphers. That's an interesting fight, right? Because Mackenzie Dern is probably going to come in overweight. He, he realizes that's a bed, not a webcam show, right? Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's a good idea. I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I would never be that confident in Mackenzie Dern. I said, why I give would him, you do that? I gamble $60, maybe. I have a very good question. I have a very good question that I don't know about gambling. Does a person coming in on weight affect a bet? prior to the bet being made. I would assume not, right? Because you're taking the odds either way. Yeah, as soon as the fight goes through, the odds are what the odds are, I think. Uh, wait, 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 wait. For sure the odds change. You're saying the bet, the bet can be neutralized at that point because the fighter, it's up to the other fighter to take the fight or not. But I know that they get 25 of the, other, of the opposing fighter's purse, 25% of it. I, yeah, I just don't know how that affects that, the like right his bet because I know Mackenzie Dern has a bit of a history the, of coming in overweight. The odds change. I, yeah, I just yeah, I, right. It doesn't affect it because it's as when he took the bet. No, when yeah. Once you place your bet, your odds at the time of that bet are locked in. They yeah, they're locked, yeah, right? Yeah. So, okay. yeah. Okay. Regardless if she comes in overweight or anything, that doesn't like neutralize yeah, the bet because I mean, well, it's an unfair if the advantage. If the takes place, then you get your money back. But if the bout takes place, then you're still going to whatever line you locked in your bet at. Yeah, they say, Evan just said it wouldn't affect the bet. Perfect. He also says that he does wish it was a webcam, so huh, huh. that makes sense. <laughs> also, this is a family-friendly oh, show. Come on. Get him. You know? <laughs> uh, dude, I mean, thoughts on this fight? Mackenzie Darren Haynes, Cyphers? Cyphers coming off of the loss of Angela Hill? 
Real quick. Uh, uh, to be Anything? honest with you, Angela Hill has impressed the fuck out of me. I thought she won that last fight against Claudia Gadelia pretty candidly. I can't believe they gave it to Claudia, but I'm not going to blame her for that loss. However, I do not have $600 worth of faith on Mackenzie Dern. <laughs> I just don't have that. In any situation, any dimension of life, I will never put that much money on Mackenzie Dern. So Evan must, you know, Evan, you might as well get on this show and replace all three of us because you must be an MMA connoisseur for that. But, now, I would love to live vicariously through his betting because I just don't have the stomach for gambling. Yeah, me neither. At all. Uh, me neither. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm too stingy and and yeah. and I'm and I'm terrible at it too. I mostly pick the wrong fight because I go in the wrong parameters. <laughs> yeah. I'll go against my better judgment because I like a guy better yeah, than the other yeah, guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Tyron uh, Wood Woodley guys is fighting on this card. I want to let both of you know that. He is the main event, yeah. and like with like most uh, Tyron Woodley fights. Um, Hooray! I mean, right? No, no? Great, yeah. <laughs> I love Tyron Woodley fights. I don't care. I love as you both know, as you both know, I am not a professional fighter. I'm also <laughs> not a surgeon, an orthopedic surgeon. I'm not either one of those things. Sure. But I have had a shoulder surgery over 11 years ago. And the son of a bitch still has some areas that it gets sore and it hurts. And it took a long time to recover. Yeah. I don't know what Tyron's been doing. But shoulders are a motherfucker. And I know that surgeries have come a long way and everything. But I literally, I think it took me a good 19 months just to get back to Ooh. normal. It, yeah, man, it's hard to get blood flow in the, in the shoulder joints. You know what I mean? And you could see that so, in Tyron's physical stature. As big as he is now, he is nowhere near as big as he used to be. You could tell he's definitely agreed. taking a big cut back on that. Because he used to be like the biggest guy in the UFC pound for pound. Yeah, yeah, thick boy. Yeah. Yes. Now he's in shape ripped. Not that buff upper body as he used to. His lower body still insane. Uh, you could tell he's cut back on that weightlifting. I think you guys are because of that shoulder. Because that is the worst injury to have. Well, and honestly, like, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not sure if it was rotator cuff or they have a labrum tear. I want to say it was a labrum. It was. That's yeah, even it, worse, huh? Like, here's for me what, yes. what, what, what that did is I, the reason that I can box left handed and right handed is because I lost some speed endurance on my, on my left hand. So I can't jab as fast or as long with my left hand before I start feeling the wear and tear in my shoulder. So, there, there are definitely some factors there. If I, if I throw, uh, if I hold pads for somebody with my left shoulder, it'll get sore. So there's different things that from the labrum surgery I had, and that was already over 10 years ago. And I mean, I do a lot of strength work around it. I, I won't even go to the doctor anymore because I'm not willing to have surgery in it again. It's not mm -hmm. that bad, yeah. but it is, it is a difficult recovery. So I'm saying, I know he's a super freak athlete and it's not, it, we're not even the same type of human, but <laughs> It's, uh, no, it I, I don't know, man. You are actually, it's a hard, both human. It's a hard one. You it's are, a hard right. one. Yeah. But you guys still haven't beaten Gilbert Burns, right? I don't know, man. I it, again, it's a perfect storm for Burns. If he ever had a chance at Tyrone, this is the perfect chance. Because Tyrone has more pressure, you know, all the pressure, the cards build around him. He'd been talking shit. He may or may have not ducked some matches while he was recovering. Gilbert, all Gilbert has to do is show up and take his lunch money. Now, one day. You're right. You know? You're right. Great so, analogy. So, Great analogy. That's, I, like, that's... I love Tyron, and I think he's a badass and everything. Um, that time is, like, it's, it's prime everything. time. Yeah, and, man. And guys, yeah. guys, as you said, how is his power? Because Tyron is, in my opinion, what makes him so good is he's a defensive specialist. 
He is not this aggressive striker, this aggressive power everybody makes him out to be. Yes, he has heavy hands, the heaviest hands in that division. But he's very timid. He's a 100% counterfighter. No? Yeah, it's explosiveness. Uh, yes, uh, he uh, sits uh, on way there's back. Another, there's another caveat to that, and it's another thing that got me addicted to switching stances, right? When you switch stances, now your, your strong hand, which is your right hand, now that's your lead hand. And when you're a counter striker, a lot of your counter strikes are while moving backwards, right? Yes. So I'm moving backwards. I'm waiting for your head to come into the range of a punch that I normally wouldn't throw such a loopy and long hook, right? But because I'm moving back and I'm counting on your head coming into the range of that long shot, then you're able to use the opposite arm. In my case, that's my right arm, which is the one that I didn't have surgery on. So... So there's definitely advantages to that. Also, it puts the liver into play because when you switch stances, now your strong kick is your left kick, and that's the, oppo the, the, the opponent's liver side. And Tyron can kick like a motherfucker, especially that midsection. His head, his head kick's not that great, but his leg kick yeah. and his kick to the body is hellacious. I mean, he's huge, you know? He's so he, thick. He, he, he has down there, yeah. Yeah, man. So, so there's a lot of different. I I I am very intrigued about that fight. I'm just worried about staying awake to the main event. So you guys don't <laughs> to end this. I I just want to just so I remember this. You guys both have burns. Yeah, I'll speak to my uh, reasoning why. I can speak to you my reasoning why easily. You have burns definitively, Andrew. Um, ring rust, right? Ring ring rust is real unless it isn't real, and we've only seen very small examples of ring rust not being real. Um. Tyron Woodley's coming off. He hasn't fought since March of last year. That's 14 months, more than a year. Which Gilbert Burns, yeah. Gilbert Burns I'm, just came off a fight I'm, in March. I'm 51-49. And the 1% is only because I would love, like Tyron already is established. He has a presence in the MMA world. He has another job. He makes good money. Yeah, so just that 1% difference is that I would love to see a new guy start an ascend. You know, we're a little stagnant in young rising stars right now. A lot of our matchups end up being somewhat recycled from past champions and all that. And those guys are starting to get to that next, like the twilight area. This is so, that guy you're uh, talking uh, about, Carlos. This is one of those up and coming fighters that's ready to that's what I mean. start their own that's reign. What I mean. So, so, and, and I love Tyron. I mean, I want to, see, I, want, I would love to see Tyron do well and win and go on another fucking rampage defending his title like a motherfucker. He's not but, ever going to do that. He's not. No. But, but, but he's, he's also older. 38. Yeah. It's harder. He's older. He's got a lot of wear and tear. He's got a lot of money in the bank. He makes good money, you know? Uh, I don't this know. This is that's a bad fight for him. This is an aggressive young kid that wants it. That wants it. Like, this is not just, oh, I'm a guy that I could win. No, he's a young kid that's like, that's just said what you said, Carlos. This could be yeah. my night. I could take his lunch yeah. money. Yeah, Tyron's a victim of his recovery's timing right now. That's who's available for a headliner fight, you know? And that's yeah. who, and so, but it's not without risks, which again, Tyron's a bad motherfucker, you know? Mm -hmm. And I'm hearing rumblings of Usman and Connor. Rumble's coming back. Rumble's coming back. Rumble's coming back. Oh, Usman. Oh, Usman. No, saying Usman. Yeah, I heard, so, I saw some shit online about Usman possibly. They're talking about maybe Connor. I did not hear this. I did not hear this. <laughs> no, I, heard, I saw some shit like that earlier on when Usman just beat when Connor beat Cowboy. But let's not give smoke to that because that's a very, very, very bad fight for Connor. <laughs> that's well, an even worse fight than Habib. Go on, Andrew. 
Well, I was going to say, sh- should we? Yeah, exactly. Should we get into our main little topic that we were going to talk about yeah, here? Yeah, I think we this should. Little, um, well, Cena, how do you want to do this? Do you want to talk about Connor's list first? Or do you want to talk about our list first? Uh, let's talk about Connor's, then we could, we could go into it with ours first. I want to know what you guys think of Connor's list and his opinions as to why. Okay. Um, so here, I can, I can read y'all his tweets. Um, his list only goes to number four. We made top five, whatever. Uh, so Conor McGregor, the notorious on Twitter, May 23rd, 6.30 a.m. Pacific time. Goat thread. Viorea finishes across two divisions with champion status in one. Anderson Silva is number one MMA GOAT. My array of finishes, my being Conor McGregor, not me, Andrew, obviously, across three divisions with champion status in two. I'm number two, if not tied number one. However, still active, number one is fully secured by my career end and easily. GSP is that num- is in at three. Much less array of finishes, but championship status in two. He is far behind, though. Reasons. Left 170 after much damage taken. Questionable decision. Never re-engage any of his 170 successors. He bottled the Anderson fight, and he only moved when one eye fighter presented, referring to Michael Bisbee, famously for having one eye. That's very good point. Played it safe. John Jones is number four, maybe tied for three. Most more array of finishes than three and still active, but championship status in just one. Reasons. Multiple lackluster decision performances. Plus, questionable decision win. Attempting to safe play heavyweight entry slash avoiding its champion. He goes on to say, I didn't mention PED's results on multiple entrants, even though that makes me the clear current number one MMA GOAT. Along with still being active, (laughs) although it shames as well as puts all runs plus finishes in complete doubt, I've snored multiple juice heads. A true GOAT must do it all. That's such a great line by Connor. I love this man. He's one of my favorite. Uh, Clarity on Silva's earlier number one spot, he goes on to say, um, more stylistic fights on resume, front kicks to the face, up elbow, although that was outside of the UFC, the uh, tie plumb knees leading to broken facial bums, or bones, not bums. <laughs> Long list of jaw-dropping finishes. Myself, Anderson, have the most exciting slash important finishes in the sport. I agree. They're the two best stand-up fighters I think I've ever seen in MMA. Are those two. So, to, to summarize, Connor's list, Anderson at one, himself at number two, GSP at three, and uh, motherfucking John Jones at four. I like his reasoning for it. I don't agree at all with the list. Um, I completely disagree. But in the sense of his reasoning for George, I like him there. I like his reasoning for George. And I can agree with George at three. I can agree with that. And I like his reason. George is my favorite fighter. Man, I love the guy, Connor. But to put himself at one, like, listen, everything he said was true. He did everything to be considered the GOAT, but he just needs to extend that streak for a long longevity is what he's not counting for for himself. No? What streak does he no, need to extend? I, no, 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 the win, the win. He needed to defend his title. That's what he never did. That's what I think. That's longevity is what makes it. I, I do agree with his well, points. Well, well, there's that, and he really has only beat a couple of legends. I mean, he beat Aldo. That one's very that was, legit. That yep. was so legit. That was crazy. He beat Chad Mendes. Chad Mendes is not a legend. No, I'm not saying he's a legend. I'm saying if you, that's a, a fight that you look on his resume, you're like, damn, that was a tough fight. Two weeks out, two Chad weeks Mendes. out, a wrestler. He switches from I'm, a striker to a wrestler. And the I know, but, but a wrestler who hadn't been training. 
Oh, come on, Chad Mendes is. Listen, I get what you're saying. He hadn't. No, you're he right. was hunting. I, you're right. You're right. But I'm, I'm just saying to switch from a striker to a world class wrestler two okay. weeks out. Here's what I give Connor. Connor is like a rapper. I give him. I give him fucking. I give him all the credit and the props for a super fast rise, business wise. Okay, all the credit in the world. He put. He helped put the sport in a different level. But he was very deliberate in this handpicking of opponents. To me, Connor is not in my top five. I'm sorry. No, no, no. Agreed. He's ignoring, no. He's ignoring some fucking amazing people that he doesn't even mention. It's like, it's like, you know, it, it's a pet peeve of mine for anybody to call themselves a fan of anything and not go into the, the roots of it, the history of everything, you know? Uh, sometimes you hear a new band and they're like, oh, they're so great. And they're really just a ripoff of a band from 20 years ago. But if you liked it so much, you could never say, oh, Oasis is amazing and not know who the Beatles are because that's just fucking ignorant. And that's kind of what Connor's doing here. But how about BJ Penn, who fought at 55 and fought Lyoto Mochita in open weight class at 210 pounds? How about that? Nah, a BJ Penn. BJ Penn is like 15 losses. Range difference. It doesn't matter, dude. When before BJ Penn had his downslope, BJ Penn became a blue a black belt in jiu-jitsu in three years and won the worlds. Yes. In three fucking years. Yeah, they said his and guard's then, one of the craziest and, and guards of all time. And he won uh he wa- he was a double weight uh, division champion. What we forget about that. The ass whooping he put on Sean Shirt. I mean, BJ to me is is fucking up there. Silva, I agree. The one thing I agree with him is everything he said about Silva, I agree with. Like a hundred percent. Yeah. But Connor's Connor's finishes are not great, man. They're, they're I mean, he the Aldo one was amazing. Dennis Seaver was yeah. an old man. Yeah, I agree. Dennis Seaver was an old man. Dustin, you gotta give it up. Dustin Poirier, he hit him on the back of the head, low key. Yeah, Chad, Chad Mendes was not even training three weeks before that fight. So yeah, you get the credit. You beat his ass. But that boy didn't didn't have the the same equal opportunity. Okay, that's all. So. It's interesting because it, he wins, and this is what I like about him. We're talking about his list. I think it's preposterous, but he wins. This is what we're doing. That's what Connor does. Andrew, what you do know? you think about that? What do you think about his list and your opinion on it? I'm not mad at his list. Of course, he's going to rate himself up there. I mean, he's talking about – he's a fucking – that's what he's done this entire time is talk himself up, and I think that speaks to how well he's been able to rise – himself to like right this meteoric level status of being just fucking conor mcgregor like right who who is more synonymous with the ufc right now as a current day fighter besides conor mcgregor i'm not he is the face of ufc history he's the biggest fighter in ufc history maybe okay Uh, worldwide he made the ufc as big as it is Sure, sure. Um, there was guys, there was guys that were big in America and North America and Canada and stuff like that. But as far as the world, yeah, Connor's, and Connor's Ronda, one of the and Ronda. We got to give Ronda Rousey because it was those two at the time. Yeah, that was also a perfect storm of opponents yes, for her, though. Perfect, ah, dude, she she really her reign was crazy. She just let everybody catch up to her. Yeah, right. yeah. Go, so Andrew, what do you think about? I want to. What do you think about his reasoning? For putting and and his picks in, in the order. yeah right like again so yeah it, it makes sense that he's tying right let's say he's tying himself at Anderson Silva being the number one because he has respect for Anderson Silva but of course he's gonna fucking put himself up there right <laughs> Muhammad Ali was calling himself the greatest fucking eight fights into his career eight boxing fights into his he career really was and was greatest, hyping yeah. himself up but he was he was and he backed it up 
But Connor has a little bit of that magic of where his ability to talk himself into position and roles where he may not necessarily deserve. And that's an incredible thing. Uh, GSP in three, that makes sense to me. Uh, John Jones at four. You can we can talk. This is we can argue that. Uh, I love that Conor McGregor says he doesn't mention the PED result because I mean, fun I fact for me, I, I made my top five list and then I made a top five natty list of people who have never popped for competition because I think that's I think that's an, also an equal important I mean, point. That's, that's just for GSP. me. Yeah, for right, me, right, I, yeah, right. it's fun. Um, that being said, I think we should go into our list unless there's anything else we want to say about Connors. I, I want to say one thing uh, really quickly. I really, really liked uh, the reasoning for his list. Because uh, I was really the guy that was putting George St. Pierre above Anderson. But just I'm, I'm being a hypocrite because I'm not judging MMA like a student of the game like I am with basketball. And I'm sorry to bring basketball on this, but I judge it off talent. That's why I give players today credit. And so in MMA, um, I kind of kind of was being a hypocrite. So what's up? Oh yeah, my bad, Andrew. Sorry, I was, no, I was talking to Carlos. He was tapping his mic, so I was trying to give him a thumbs up. I was trying not to interrupt you, and I failed. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I was just saying that George. I was putting George St. Pierre above Anderson because of resume. But when you look at pure talent, you know, and the way Connor broke it down was ingenious. He's right, though, because the way you finish an opponent shows. Carlos was right about this last week, where I made a mistake. The way you finish fighters, it is for dramatics and storyline. Like, yes, Dominic Ray should have finished John. I still think he gets the win. But finishing fighters shows that artistic, that that dominance. And I think that Anderson was tainted by PDs and had an awful end to his career. But I got to say, he's a better fighter than GSP. And I also think he would have beaten GSP in their primes, not just because he's physically bigger, but because of that talent level, because of that just dominance over the, the ring. I agree with his reasoning, but I just think that Connor kind of didn't come. He, you need to include longevity more. You need to emphasize longevity a little bit more. That's the only thing that I differ, disagree with in uh, his reasoning. But other than that, Andrew, let's start off with our top yeah. five. So I think what we'll do is we'll start with number five. We'll all say who's our number five, and then we'll kind of discuss it. I think that makes the most sense. Yeah, I agree. And we'll go down. You start. Right, off, okay. You start off with Carlos. I'll finish. All right, Carlos. You want to? Would you like to begin with your Ooh, yeah, number your five? Point. All right. I'll I, well, actually, wait. Before we start, before we start, I want to point this out. Right, we're all coming. We made our list independently. We're all coming in with our own biases, our own opinions on what makes an exciting fighter. Um, I think. I can specifically talk about myself and probably for Cena's list because we're younger fans, right? Our fans, our lists are probably going to have a little bit more recency bias than Carlos's, for example. I know mine for sure does. I'll come out and say it. My recency bias for sure except impacted my list. But with that being said, Carlos, you're number five, top five pound, pound fighter. BJ Penn. Okay. Great pick. Great BJ pick. The proud of Japan was when BJ was at his peak, when he came back to the UFC, first of all, he fought all over the world. He fought from 170 pounds to, uh, he fought a Lyoto Mochita. Lyoto was 210 pounds when they fought. And he fought him for 15 minutes to a draw, I believe. He did. So he, And he didn't back down. He was throwing the whole time. Yeah, yeah. And, and I mean, the, the ass whooping he put on Sean Shirk was beautiful. His fights with Jen, Jens Pulver. And at that time, he was a star for the UFC because he was such a young guy. I mean, he was... I think he was 19 years yeah, he, old when he was fighting in the, the most talented fighter he's ever seen in his life. Yeah, 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 yeah. He had some issues with uh, conditioning and with training and being a little lazy. Discipline. Discipline. And, and, and he, he has that one trait that I think I talked to you guys about before, which is few people are uh, born into money and comfort and are really, really good at something as hard as fighting. 
BJ Penn grew up relatively comfortably. He had a he had a nice upbringing in in Hawaii. He's that's well off, and he, they they had a good family. He's just the the spoiled brat that wanted to win for no reason other than he wanted to win. And every once in a while, there's those guys like him and John McEnroe that they are as greedy as as people that come from like difficult circumstances, but just because they have it in their head. And so I fucking always love that about BJ Penn. That's why he's my number five. Also, two weight division champ. Fucking, you know. I have a question for you. Yeah. I have a question for you. Do you think his? I mean, right? Do you think the last five years has ruined his legacy? That's what. That's I was the gonna, best way to put it. That's the best way to put it. I'll say seven, eight. No, sure, sure. No, because this is again going back to the art part. Uh, if somebody writes your favorite song 20 years ago and then write a shitty song last week, that doesn't mean the, 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 the song from 20 years ago wasn't amazing. Yeah. And that's how I look at BJ, you know, like the rain when he was on top, that was amazing. Uh, he's had some trouble adjusting to not being there and all that and possibly some other issues in his personal life. But, you know, he, the, the, what yeah. I remember when he was on top, it was amazing. I like BJ Penn a lot. Um, and talent-wise, you could argue top three. And in fact, if he if he was like super serious about his work, like a George St. Pierre, you could probably make a case for top two, top one. You never know. And because I remember he came in, he was a dog. My only thing with BJ is, number one, he got dominated. I mean, the first fight against George St. Pierre, that first round, he put it on. He beat the shit out of George. He beat the fucking shit out of George St. Pierre. My thing is... As good as he is, I again, it's tough because that's an interesting pick. I wasn't expecting you to go that route because part of me is like, for sure, talent wise is in there, but the other part of me is like, fuck no, because how Andrew said, I think he kind of threw his. No, you're right though, because if you perform art, like the Mona Lisa is still the Mona Lisa. It's not just because he painted a shittier picture, it's not, it's deteriorated. But at the same time, I just can't put him above fighters that have had that talent, but. It's tough because it's really, that's a tough one. I can't put him top five, but I see where you're coming from because he could have probably been the best talent-wise, the best, had he been serious. But you are big on discipline, Carlos, and I don't think he was the most disciplined fighter. I can't put him in my That's why he's five. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and like, right, I think this is interesting because like, right, the context of when we were watching these people and when they were top matters so much to all of us carlos take, has that context Conor, i would take conor mcgregor over bj penn in a fight but that's not the question though that's not the question though right that's <laughs> not the go, question we're asking classes carlos who would you take i want to know your opinion on that <laughs> honest opinion connor yes. connor i mean the reality is that connor's southpaw style is very is troubling you know it's difficult to deal with uh, well counter but it's mostly because he's southpaw He's good at being left-handed. And you think that I mean, gives I, you a problem? I think it gives most people problems. Oh, okay. I mean, uh, that's a very common thing in a lot of sports, in tennis and golf and fighting and, and a bunch of shit. A left-handed person has some advantages. And in striking, one of the advantages that they have is that everything's on the opposite side. Most of the people that you train with are regular stance fighters. So that's why the switch stance is so important. Because if you're good at switching stances, you could beat a left-handed puncher. Because a left-handed puncher is not used to going against left-handers. You know? Andrew, Andrew, who's your five? Out of curiosity. So I went... I, like, I don't think you guys would have been able to guess I would have picked this fighter on my top five list. Truly. Uh, I picked Khabib. 
I picked Khabib at number five. Um, and again, like right as I was saying, I think the recency bias is for sure affecting me on this pick. Uh, I I think in modern day UFC, the lightweight division is probably the scariest division. This is the fucking king of the lightweights right now. Yeah, gotta have some respect. Yeah. Simple as that. So I simple kinda, as that. I kind of agree with you. I was torn between Daniel Cormier, um, Habib, and Demetrius Johnson. I decided to leave Daniel Cormier out of my top five because he has a big weakness in his game, and that's his tummy. So I will throw at number <laughs> at number five. I will throw Demetrius Johnson in there uh, as at my fifth, at my five spot. I think he is arguably the goat. I just think that there was a lot of fight. I think Henry Cejudo was just under him. Now, I actually gave Demetrius the second fight barely still, uh, but I thought Henry was close to him, and I thought out of everybody, he's uh, any champion, his competition was not that impressive in my eyes. I don't care about his streak. His streak's impressive, but the competition wasn't. So he's my number five. Go ahead. I have more to say I mean, about this, but I my number five is you don't See, I, I thought about Mighty Mouse. No, I do. I just, my problem with Mighty Mouse is this. I could not tell you his most memorable fight to me because none of them were that memorable. I remember him being dominant, being very proficient, very technically sound. For the finishes. I can tell, tell you one favorite moment. Right what, you, what do you mean? No, when right, he threw like, up? Yeah, when he suplexed him into an armbar? Well, yeah, when he threw him into an BJ Penn fucking jumping Sean Shirk in the face and then licking the blood of his gloves. At the I have end. a question. Go ahead, Andrew. Because I think this is a very important fact that speaks to our personal experiences shaping our lists, right? Mighty, a Mighty Mouse card is a card that Carlos falls asleep nine out of ten times through. I love... Like, he oh, did yeah. fall asleep. <laughs> <laughs> so, right? I mean, you're falling asleep, dude. Before the fight even happens. Before the Mighty Mouse fight even happens. Yeah, I love Mighty Mouse. <laughs> So let's uh, let's move on to number four. Let's do snake order. So Cena, you start us, and then I'll go, and then we'll let Carlos finish. Uh, my number four is the most dominant fighter of all time. I don't think his career's finished. It's Habib. Uh, I just think he's never lost a round. They gave Connor that that uh, that one of the rounds. That's a joke because Habib won that round too. So in my eyes, Habib's never lost a round. He's twenty eight and zero. It's the craziest, most impressive resume. I would put him at five. I just think because Demetrius' resume is definitely better. I just think he's so dominant. He, I know he's better than Demetrius. I just know he's, but he just needs more to his resume. So, uh, I mean, I'll make a direct counterpoint because my number four is Mighty Mouse. I, I think it's interesting how we flipped, right? You had I had could be Mighty thing. Mouse. That's the normal. You thing. had you had Mighty Mouse could be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, I mean, again, if we're talking about the artist aspect of martial arts. Demetrius Mighty Mouse Johnson is the more complete mixed martial artist. He lost. Unquestionably. He lost. Unquestionably. Unquestionably. Yeah, that, is, that doesn't change what I'm saying, the no, words that are coming out. No, Mighty Mouse is the more complete mixed martial artist. Pound for pound, you put Mighty Mouse, but you make lost. him 160 pounds or 150 to fight. <laughs> Carlos is losing his mind. Carlos is losing his mind. It's because this is like... It is like midget porn. I don't care how kinky they get. They still little people. God damn Whatever. When Whatever. I first saw on YouTube, it asked me, is it for kids or not? And every time I, I'm torn, I think of Carlos. Immediately. <laughs> no, but back to what I was saying. I agree with you, Andrew. But all that is dramatics. At the end of the day, results are what matters. And I haven't seen Habib. Mighty Mouse has more fights. He's 30. I mean, he has 30 wins. 
Faces Khabib's 28. Sure, he's 28. Let's talk about all the fights in Russia that were, I'm sure, against cans that we don't have the records and the evidence for, right? I know, but you have the let's not let's talk about let's talk about that. Let's talk about the yeah. Let's talk about. I mean, like, right? Sure, Khabib's 28 and no, but what? The first 10 fights were in Russia. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. And Wilson Rice and Ray Borg are much more dangerous than those Russians. <laughs> I'm sure, so sure. I agree 30 with wins, saying. 30 to 28 wins, and we're talking about numbers. I agree. Which is the point of this list. You have more arguments. I just think that my my ultimate deciding factor, because his resume is better than Habib's, is Habib just hasn't lost. Not even, he hasn't come. So did the guys you rank above Khabib lose? <laughs> yes, but their dominance, there are more factors that I enabled to put them above Habib. Whereas Interesting. Mighty, Mighty Mouse's lacks. It's close. You're probably interesting. Interesting, right? I was torn, Andrew. Like it's not like oh, I had a B. Like you're probably right. I'm giving you the win. Like you're probably so. Right. I think you probably pick Khabib because you like Khabib more, and I pick no, Mighty no, Mouse because no, 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 I like no, Mighty no. Mouse more. No, I picked Khabib because he's more dominant. That was the only reason I was torn because Mighty Mouse is the better resume. But I was like, am I just judging resume or just talent? It was it was a tough mm-hmm. choice. You're probably Carlos. Right. Carlos, what do you got? Number four. You're not interested in our little. Michigan, you Jose Aldo Mark for number four. <laughs> Who do you have? Jose. Oh, Junior. Explain That's your a reasoning. Pick. Explain your reasoning. I like that pick, but explain, Carlos. I like that pick. Well, I think Jose Aldo is the one that that highlighted true interest in the smaller weight divisions at a time where uh, when the UFC acquired the WEC. Uh, Aldo was a superstar at the WEC. He was already their champion. He was crowned immediately, if you guys remember. He didn't have to fight for the belt. When he was brought over from the WEC, he was automatically the champ and went on to defend it a a bunch of times. Uh, The leg kicks that Aldo had. Yeah, so I I think he he had the complete package. I think he uh, that was a genius of Conor McGregor. Conor McGregor bluffed and invented his narrative up till that fight. And then on that fight, he performed. And that's where he snatched the, the greatness from Aldo and put it on himself. Yep. You know what I mean? But Aldo had built that through 10 years. I think he didn't lose. <laughs> yeah, you're right. No, no. So to me, he just didn't speak English. And he's not a flashy guy in terms of uh, flamboyancy or anything like that. So I think that kept them from getting to that top echelon of stardom. But uh, he, he, you know... Aldo was responsible for bringing over a bunch of very, very good talent because his manager, Ed Suarez, you know, uh, Anderson Silva's manager as well. Mm-hmm. That's when all the Brazilians came over and we had a huge influx of Brazilian fighters that, that made the sport better. So uh, it was interesting to me to be excited about Aldo coming into the UFC and him getting the, the belt. So the Aldo era was fucking amazing. Plus kickboxers. So that's, you know, that's my... It's a bias for to watch. As great as he is, I have a question for you, Carlos. Are you who would you take all time? Because his resume is better. Max Holloway or Aldo? Just out of curiosity. Because Max Holloway has nowhere near the championship resume, but he smacked him twice. That's why I want to see your reasoning because I'm trying to apply it to mine when I judge these fights and make these rankings. Because that one's tough. I'm trying to find a balance. What do you think, Andrew? I think as a martial artist, I prefer Aldo over all the package. Uh, I think Max had a style that worked, but it was more stylistically based. I think Aldo was more dominant. When Aldo's dominance was going on, he was unbeatable. Yeah. You know? 
I think uh, Max Holloway was just a bad matchup. He's for a big, yeah, he's bigger and lankier. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah, but uh, but uh, that being said, you know, as far as an era goes and a dominance and a champion's era, Aldo's era was fucking amazing. Who's your three, just for the dominance? Who's your three, Carlos? Uh, I have Chuck Liddell for three. Of course, I knew you were going to throw fucking the Iceman. I knew you were going to throw in the yeah. Iceman. I could have predicted that shit. I don't like Chuck Liddell there at all. Go on. Why do you have the Iceman in there? Oh, man. That, it's a, <laughs> the fucking electricity that would happen when Chuck was fighting. Uh, it didn't matter if you where you were. You could be at the Hard Rock by UNLV. You could be on the Strip. You could be on vacation. <laughs> we know, you could we know be where Carlos was these times. <laughs> we we fucking we had a way to watch Chuck no matter what. I mean, I didn't miss anything. I I I watched him live when he beat Babalusa Brawl. It, it was just a great fucking light heavyweight era. His whole demeanor, the fact that he kind of like you could tell he was in shape, but you could tell he still probably partied last night. <laughs> so just for show sure up. party last night. Like oh, we can confirm that. I, I so I have a lot of respect for your pick, but I gotta I gotta put some pushback against the dog. Oh, I'm sorry. Why, Andrew? The icon Chuck Liddell. You don't agree? I'm not saying he's not an icon. I am not he saying was one he, of the one of the best reigns at a light heavyweight before John Jones. I'm not disputing any of that. But what I'm gonna present to you, the sport of mixed martial arts, specifically the UFC, has evolved quite quickly in the last ten years. Sorry, prime Chuck Liddell could not compete at a level today. Yeah, I mean, he could compete. He could compete. But here's the thing. I argue that without Chuck Liddell, we wouldn't even be having this fucking podcast. Start that's conversation. true. That's true. But who would you take in a fight? When our, when our it's, it's, that's the thing. It's not influential. It's not the yes, top five influentialists. Exactly. It's top who five pound for pound. Jan Blockowitz or Chuck Liddell? Because to what you were saying, Andrew, can Chuck compete? Dominic Reyes. Dominic Reyes. Oh, Chuck Dominic Liddell. Would fall. Dominic Reyes. I don't know. That's Just, what. Dominic more complete, Ray. just a better, more complete fighter athlete. that's He's bigger, better at different levels. Finish not that, but technically, the skills, no, technically, no, 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 technical technically skills. they're the same. Technically, Ray's no, they're right. not. They're not. There's 15 years of MMA fucking knowledge yeah, and evolution no, 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 between no, no, no. the two. Them two specifically, boxing and sprawling, it just raises more athletic. I don't know what Chuck Listen, Liddell. if you put two televisions in front of yourself and you put Chuck Liddell's highlights against Ray's that's not the question. Blagovich, you just said, who do I take? That's what built the sport. Those fucking highlights. Those murkings. No, but it, those okay. fucking demolitions. Not those don't happen against the yes, caliber exactly. of fighters today, though. Those yeah. don't happen against the caliber of fighters today. Should just happen to Alistair. But Chuck doesn't have that power. Chuck, Chuck, Chuck cannot do that to light heavyweights today. That's my thing. Again, you're, you're way comparing way. modern day but fighters. At the time with what was around, he did. I agree for the time, the, time, the context. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Sure, the context, the setting, the error, yes, 100%, no disagreement. But in a top five pound for pound list, right, there does have to be some recency (laughs) in terms of how they stack up against the greats of today, in my opinion. Andrew, who's your three? I'll move on to my number three. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Number three, I picked George St. Pierre. Okay. I mean, it's just like, right? You got to give some fucking respect, right? It's George St. Pierre, the goddamn Canadian. The goddamn French Canadian who is just dominant. I mean, what, what other word is, is there the besides, dominant. Dom, besides dominant for GSP? He was speaking of the evolution of the MMA fighter. GSP was fighting like a current day MMA fighter 10 years ago. He was that far ahead of the game. 
it's just incredible. And I agree. Connor brings up some great, great criticisms of he GSP. Does. He does. He kind of snuck out of the Johnny Hendricks win with the win, took his money and ran. Right. You can make the criticism. You can make the criticism that he does. He no, you he can make did. the criticism that you he didn't want to come back until the opportunity was perfect. And it was perfect. Michael Bisping, one eyed against GSP. That's a great matchup for GSP. You're gonna pick GSP ten out of ten times in that fight, I believe. Uh but GSP uh, was a, on a four year layoff, uh out of shape going a weight class up, just eating fast food, and we still picked GSP. Okay, hold on, but GSP is not the person that's eating fast food, right? GSP is the person that's training all the time on his off season because it's, it's, that's the person he, he is. He does eat fast food though. He said that. <laughs> okay, well, sure, sure. But, so, but, but I mean, like GSP retired from MMA doesn't mean GSP is retired from training. But at the time, Michael Bisping knocked out Luke Rockwell for that championship belt, guys. You're saying that I know that we took GSP, but like it wasn't like a 100% where certain GSP is going to look like the old GSP. Right. I mean, yeah, there was a big question mark because of the four year layoff. But again, ring rust is real unless it's not. not GSP really. in that example is an example of it not being real. So I give it up to GSP as my number three. Cena, number three, what do you got? I wanted to put Anderson at three, but I got to put George St. Pierre as my number three best fighter of all time. Hey, great pick, man. Yeah, simply, uh, thank you for stealing my thunder. All three of my picks up until now, we've had the same picks. But I know. <laughs> like, I, had to, I had to switch up Hamid and Demetrius Johnson. I, would, I had Demetrius at four. I just switched it up because you fucker. You took my pick. But for George St. Pierre, I think, um, I think he's number one, the least questionable. So you could argue he is the GOAT of this sport because the – well, go ahead. He's number one in my top five natty list for reference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could honestly argue he is the best. Now, every co point Connor made is true, and I'm going by them. I think that he did not take the Anderson fight when they were both in their primes because money wasn't offered to him, and it wasn't the money offered to him, it wasn't a right move. He felt that there was too much danger for it, and Connor was right there. His lack of finishing ability – um, I agree, but at the same time, he is the most dominant fighter in decision wins. Like he literally, since Habib and him are, are tied up neck and neck, um, but at the same time, he ducked the Anderson fight and he only moved up one time. So whereas now, double champ is the the stigma. So that yeah. is that is enough for me to knock him. However, he is the guy, the face of the sport. If you look throughout history, the no question marks. Insane record, retired on top, double division champ. Just the best resume ever. Carlos, did you want to say anything about GSP before yeah, Cena know, goes I into know, his number two? I know he hates, Carlos I, hates George. I agree with basically everything you guys are saying. I just disagree with Conor McGregor's assessment of it. I think Conor is, Conor does everything that a magician does to get us to forget the fact that he is lacking in a huge aspect of the <laughs> MMA game, which is the ground level. Yeah. He's wrestling shit. His jiu-jitsu is shit. He avoids it like the fucking plague. He avoids it when he makes his matchups. He avoids it with his call-outs. He avoids it like the fucking plague. And we've seen him exposed on the ground. Ideas by Habib, all of that. So... He needs to pump his brakes in that because as much as I didn't put GSP on my list, GSP's greatness is that he grew simultaneously in parallel with the sport as he was a champion. Mm -hmm. GSP, GSP became a wrestler of, of uh, Olympic caliber as a grown-up already. So mm -hmm. I think that that's my favorite thing about GSP. Where I, where I do agree is the finishes, but... I disagree with Connor again because he did not lack the finishing ability. His ability was such he could choose not to finish, and that's a different fucking thing. 
somebody who lacks finishing ability, somebody who's always winning by decisions like a John Fitch, he lacks finishing ability by way of his resume. GSP could choose what the best game plan for the future of his welfare was in the middle of most fights. That's remarkable, but that does result in some lackluster finishes where many of us, including his bosses, thought he could have finished the fight and chose not to do so. So that's, yeah, that's why he exactly doesn't. My point. Fight. He he thought so. Safe. That's why, yeah. So that's where he, he. That's why he doesn't crack my list. But he's a prototype for everything you want to be. You know, the only yeah, thing I, I in terms of skill ability, he. But, but let me hit you with this. He's also one of the most struck people in the game. He has had the most headshots landed against him. He's up there. I don't know if he's number one or not, but he has the most headshots landed on his face. Uh, is that if true? You, because yeah. he also has the best striking defense ever in welterweight history. No, no, but, no. You got to look it up. He's been hit like six or seven hundred times in the last four fights. It's it's remarkable. So I argue that if he had been more aggressive, looking for finishes, he's not taking as much punishment over all those five round fights. Okay, that's you know what true. I mean? that, That's probably why he does for sure. I can, okay, I was looking it up now because on a per so, second so, basis, his defense is exceptional. Off. He just had it's more a time in the ring. He just had more time in the ring, so I'm sure those numbers are Exactly, higher. exactly. So maybe if he was more aggressive, then you don't take as much damage. But he made money, walked away from the sport, uh, didn't get anybody pregnant. He's not desperate for a comeback fight. So it's almost like he's the prototype of everything you want to do with your career. Like, if you want to have a successful career, do everything George St. Pierre's has, has done. Yep. Follow through with the management. Yeah, no. Do the endorsements. Yeah. Well, be a gentleman. Be be have a relationship in the media that's professional only. It's like not, he's it, done all it, those things. It, you it's know? not even that. It's if he was fighting today at 170, I think right now I looked at every fighter. I, there's no question in my mind he'd be the clear cut champion. Kamaru Usman yeah, is an probably. awful matchup. Out of anybody in that division, that's an awful matchup for Kamaru. George St. Pierre yep. has the strength, the wrestling pedigree, and the jab to stifle him. That's just an awful yep. matchup. Tyron Woodley, that's not, not even going to go. That He's going to get, if Rorty neutralized Tyron Woodley like that, George St. Pierre would make him look like a high school fucking dancer. I don't even know what analogy to make. And as yeah. for Colby Covington, I think that would be the toughest test for George. But I think George would just take him down and dominate him on the ground. I, I think I think Colby would eat jab for five fucking rounds, yeah. just like Costner oh, really? did. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So who uh, is GSP jab is ridiculous. So now we're gonna um, get into the last, you know, top two, of, baby, number two, top two. Yeah, yeah. Is, that, is it my turn? Because was I supposed to double up? Yeah. Yep. My, Hit my, it with number two, baby. My number two is very close. Two and three were close. I'm going Anderson Silva. Um, and Anderson Silva definitely, I can argue, he might be my three. Because I do think he is only my number two because he did take steroids. I do think without the steroids, and I'm not—I'm going to go on a limb and say this: I'm convinced he took steroids his whole career. It wasn't a John Jones thing who used it to buff up for Daniel Cormier. No, no, no. I think. I think you, sir. I think Anderson Silva was what? What do you mean? Oh, I'm like, I'm about to like lose my mind. Wow, so, you're a hater. You're a hater. That's what. No, how the fuck do you think Anderson Silva's on steroids his entire career, fucking growing up in Brazil, when you don't think John Jones is on steroids his entire Jones career? Documented and tested. Like there, there's the the results are out in this. Do you mean like the way his brothers were tested and failed? 
NFL well, drug test as well. You mean when Jeff Nevin, everybody said the amount, like literally science said the amount found in John Jones' system is so little it did not affect his performance. Whereas Anderson Silva, I believe. The PR guy for the UFC said I that. Believe, yeah, you're right. I believe, well, I mean, he, they released the amounts disclosed. And so it's up uh, to you. Jeff Nevinsky released that, no, the PR guy for UFC. To Listen, we've, we've, we've rehashed this so many times. We don't need to go so into you're it. You're going into it just because you don't like the guy. And it's like, that's just straight slander and subjectivity. It's whereas, not slander. Whereas, Nothing I'm saying is in a. It's a not a fact for it to be slander it has to be what i have to say is a miss is an untruth yeah. everything all, i'm saying is all true I said is john jones was popped when he was bulking up but if you look at jones's fights beforehand he was scrawny he was how can you even say he was taking fights in that shogun fight but uh performance enhancing drugs aren't used just to be big no, first of all the, the, so the, that's not like that one that popped him is specifically oh so the one that he got caught for the one that he got caught for not talking about all the other ones that he possibly could have no been, i mean right remember how but remember, hold on. So right, that's the one he popped for. But remember how he hid underneath an octagon so he wouldn't get drug tested by USADA? You think he? Yeah. Was, Hell yeah! I mean, that's just that's a fact. That's not Where? slander. Like, uh, that's a fact. Where? That's a I've fact. never read that report in my life. So You've never. Let me find. Yeah. I'll, I'll yeah. link it to you right now, sir. Also, the amount found in his system was picograms, whereas I th I believe Anderson Silva's career was completely predicated off performance enhancing drugs. I think the what? man the man hit his prime at thirty four. You guys, he was never the most ripped. You could tell that muscle was simply he was taking performance enhancing drugs and doing the amount of work needed to grow. But I just think that speed and recovery, just like Evan said, I just think that Anderson, you could tell, like, I think he was definitely benefit. And maybe he wasn't. Maybe I'm wrong in this, but it just seems more likely where I was judging it. And I don't think Jones was people are making it up to seem like, bro, steroids had nothing to do with his wins. I don't care if he gets popped, get, got popped. I will never say, oh, this man. The only fight I could concede that to is that second Daniel Cormier fight. But other than that, I think Anderson Silva, and I'm not using this Nick Diaz fight where he got popped because I think he's winning that regardless. I don't know why he took steroids for that. That was just stupid. But that chill son in fight, bro. I mean, all those when he had a broken rib and he was fighting through that, like, come on, bro. How do you fight with a bro broken rib for five rounds? Like, I definitely think he was taking some supplements so care about drugs two. my no, number you, two you, is you, also you, Anderson yeah, Silva. You, argue that. you don't care about performance answers i did not even give drugs a second thought i absolutely did i mean not for this list for this list i didn't but for the other one i did, I did uh too. i did too my number two is and like i said it's anderson silva wow. i find it interesting that you think anderson silva was testing was was drug testing his entire career or was doping his entire career when when he popped for it it was at the tail end of his career mm -hmm. as he's getting older which right the evidence in terms of like that. circumstantial evidence right it would seem that this person was a lot more likely to just steroid at the tail end of his career as opposed to john jones who is just pulsing randomly these picograms that just randomly appeared in your in his I, system I mean, somehow factors not just that what do you mean I mean, you gotta understand, Anderson's. Look at the body shape. Look at their stature. Look at how Anderson. Hold on, time out. Do you remember how John Jones used to get up to two forty between fights as he was coming up? John Jones used to be a thick, chubby boy in between yeah, fights. He doesn't do it anymore. He's probably he's because he's on better steroids. Because he's probably on better designer steroids. Picture on Instagram of him weighing two forty and him having a pregnant beer belly. And he's um, flabby. I'm not talking about a specific picture. I'm talking about every time on his come up in his career between fights, John Jones would blow he, up and he, get a little chubby. Seen those pictures, yeah, it's chubby. It's not. I mean, it's not. It's, it's every drugs. time. It's every time. Yeah, but it's, it's like, every time. It's out of shape. It's like the dude's drinking beer and eating wings. But again, right? Performance enhancing drugs 
do not make your body have a six pack. That's not. That's no, just not how they work. Fat and flabby, like that's for damn sure. So I mean, if you're trying to lose, they do. The if you're doing, they're trying they to lose. Yeah, the best fighter in the world takes performance enhancing drugs and doesn't work. They out do. If fat. you're cycling, if you're cycling and you're off oh, cycle yeah. and you're just oh, fucking yeah. chilling, they don't get you like that. And he wouldn't cycle. He's too professional to cycle to just chill. He already tested positive. What do you mean? We know he's cycling. Do, okay, do you know what you're cycling on steroids to do to cycle and not work out is life threatening. And to be that profession, Hold on, no I'm talking about not cycling and not working out. I'm not saying he'd be cycling and working, not working out. I'm saying, right, if he's taking breaks in between fights, he's not taking steroids, so he's not on a cycle. Hence, he's not working out. Oh, yeah, Hence, yeah, he's getting fat and chubby. Hence, yeah, he's getting yeah, yeah. fat and chubby. Yeah, I agree with that. I thought you were saying. I thought you were saying he's getting fat and chubby. I thought you were saying he's taking steroids between his fights. My bad. No, 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 I, no, no, no. I thought that's what you were alluding to. I, no, no, no. I, I just don't think that. Okay. By the way, Andrew, you're going to want to address the stream chat. Evan is going off because he hates steroids. Being in recovery, I hate steroids. Talk so much. All steroid cycle users cycle. What? Okay, I, was, I read his... I, I just think that it's... I think Anderson Silva, a guy that, you know, you predicated his most of his career on his talent. I think he was using PEDs. My suspicion, this is all speculation. I'm not sitting here and saying I'm fucking Gandhi. But for you look at both of their fighters, the way they look, their careers, the timing... It just seems that. Go ahead, Andrew. No, continue. I just have a point that I want to bring up, and then I'll rest my case, and then I'll throw it to Carlos for his number two. Yeah, this man's had, Carlos has enough well, ready yeah, to go. Decimated. No, I decimated I, my I, number two and my number one. There's just no way for me. I could. I'm not. I just think that Anderson Silva, that pin popping for steroids, was a lot more shocking to his career than Jones was, and I think that was sure. Totally. I agree with that. I agree with that. So um, I'll point. end this by saying Jones is a douchebag, and Anderson's cool. Yeah, all true. Anderson is guilty of. He's just a very, very considerate gentleman that wanted to put a good dicking on a young lady. That's all. Okay. <laughs> maybe. So maybe. I know what I'm saying about Anderson, Anderson Silva with this, right? Chael Sonnen, as you know, only speaks the truth. Chael Sonnen is the most truthful person in all of MMA uh, media, uh, right? He's fought both of them. He has gone on record as saying. Him being on all the juice, all the steroids in the whole wide world, that John Jones was so much more incredibly stronger than him. And that's how he knew that John Jones was on the junk. That's how he knew. So you know what? You know, it's a very good that jail is a very good barometer for everything. I like I like that you bring that up. Thank you. And he fought Anderson Silva. And he's the most expert at this. On. Yeah, so and he lost to Anderson Silva. Do you know what he, what he doesn't say about Anderson Silva? He doesn't say that Anderson Silva was so strong that he couldn't he couldn't he wrestle with Anderson him. Anderson Silva. He hates him. He literally does not hate John. He hates Anderson Silva. He hates John. I mean, he talks way more shit about John no, Jones. He no, Cena, you're just wrong. Cena, you're just so wrong. Because in the last month, in the last month, Charles Sonnen has made at least twenty videos on John yes, Jones because... and has made zero videos on oh Anderson Silva. So he that. hates Anderson Silva so much. Wouldn't he be talking okay, about this so dude? thing to do is get informed before you act like this that's because john randomly attacked him he came out and said he was supporting john jones jones randomly attacked him after two uh, after the gus fight or something and chill was like okay that was very unexpected and ever since then they've been beefing but chill's most hated opponent ever without a doubt the biggest rival of his career is anderson silva that was the that was the fight sure but now but now we're talking there's about now no today way you can convince anybody on, there's no way he likes john Wait, jones more than silva there's no way you can even say that there's no there's way. usually right 
Shonen is playing a character nine out of ten times, and in real life, he's actually a very good guy, and that's why he has a relationship with ESPN, with Bellator, with UFC. That's why he's able to be a promotion and make uh, doing submission or not. Oh yeah, submission underground. He's actually a very good businessman. Is able to talk but to you're people. You're using Chill Sonnen's comments where there's clear bias because of course I am. Silva. That's just but yeah. They prove my point. But of course, I'm using his bias. Well, yeah. Of course, I am. I'm biased. No, but why I'm biased. I'm selective Chilson because it proves my point. No, it doesn't. Chilson's yeah, does. opinion of all time. You're using a guy. No, he doesn't. He's a professional fight. fighter. He's no, more credible than me and you. No, have you ever fought the Octagon? Yes, he is. Yes, he is. He's way more credible than me and you, sir. He's way more credible than you and I. Have you ever gone to the Octagon? No, he's not. Hey, listen. Have you ever gone to the Octagon? Are you going up to court to stand up? Hey, Andrew, are you going to stand? Hey, your brother. Hey, Carlos raped someone. Are you going? Are they going to call you up to court to to just testify for him? No, because there's a clear bias is involved so when you're saying this it just you just keep, you keep interrupting me it's frustrating so let me explain to you anderson sure. silva is a clear bias for chael sonnen so when you say oh but chael sonnen said this to his biggest rival of all time that's probably one of the not dumbest things i've ever heard not his biggest rival okay. by any means how is he not though, how is that not the, how, where have you been because there? anderson beat him twice Yes, that was the biggest <laughs> MMA rivalry ever. That was when Chill Sonnen nope. said you were playing in the mud in Brazil. Like he's racial. That was the first time that boundaries were crossed. Like that is a beef that will forever. That was the worst bad blood in UFC history in my I'm eyes. No way, dude. <laughs> what do you mean? What do you mean? What do you mean? Because yeah. if Anderson Silva oh and Chill Sonnen got in the same room, they'd smile and hug each other. Anderson hates him. Chill Sonnen hates both of them equally. I don't think Chael Sonnen hates John. I I listened to Chael Sonnen until John attacked him. I think John attacked him and that started it, but I think he had a natural disgust for Anderson. No, no. I think the reality is that as a human being, John Jones is not a nice person. Chael is. Anderson is. Chael hates John way more than he can ever. Chael hates John way more than he can ever hate Anderson Silva because he has no respect for John as a human. Yeah, that's the part that he hates. But he came out after the interview and they were. He said, "John, you're the greatest fighter I've ever fought." Like he was putting John on this pedestal, and the only reason he switched off is John attacked him. But that hold on, Chael has always been gracious in defeat. No matter how much shit he talks. After he loses, he always yep. gives it up. A month yep. later, he'll invent okay, some okay, bullshit. Yeah, I was about to say, he, yeah. But, but, but after the fight, so, 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 but here's the thing. The, the Anderson rivalry ended with a fight. His disgust of John Jones has never ended. No, but the, 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 he, 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 listen, I challenge you, cool. I challenge you, I challenge you to look at Chael's podcast and I find could. me a clip. I have a specific and find clip me right a clip. Find me a clip of him talking shit about Anderson Silva, right, in the last six months. And I guarantee you I can find you five clips of him fucking yes, saying something yes, about I'm John not, Jones. I'm not disputing that, but you guys are acting like that. this little instance is oh, not, the biggest that. rivalry of his career. Like, that's not even close. When a year ago, he said, he came out with a video saying, I was cool with John. I just want to explain, John randomly attacked me after no, no, his no. win. But what I, I said is, I said he's yes, the best Andrew, that's expert. That's true. It's my, my, you're my fault. He, you're not informed on this. Like, that's one of you the said, you said You said he couldn't be an expert because there's a bias because he didn't hate one guy and hated the other one. I'm no, saying no, no, that's I, wrong. I'm saying, I'm I'm saying, saying he's an no, expert. No, 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 no. I'm saying Andrew's point was god awful because he made it a point to use Chael Sonnen's opinion as a barometer. Which as a he made this I think I think that's the best educated opinion because he hates both of them and he lost to both of them. And he's a cheater himself. Who's he's better? I don't think it's. A, I don't think Chael Sonnen's a credible opinion when he's the most tr- biggest troll in the UFC. How can he not be a credible opinion he when he's got in the audience? I'm not disputing his skill. I, 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 
you're interrupting me. I stop for you. Now you stop for me, right? How can he not be a credible opinion in the MMA world when he is hired by multiple organizations who do not like each other? No one's he has to be that. You're arguing not even no talking about the about MMA that. world. No one's arguing that. It's very simple, about- Andrew. Go ahead, Carlos. You just said he was incredible. I'm saying he is. I don't think he's an expert in the MMA world. I'm saying when it comes to talking about John Jones and Anderson Silva, forget about the rest of MMA. If the questions are this, does Chael know performance-enhancing drugs firsthand? Yes. yes. Yeah, I'm not does disputing Chael, that. Has Chael lost to John Jones? Yes. Yeah. Has Chael lost to Anderson? Yes. Has he had a contemptuous relationship leading up to and after no. those two fights? No, with he both hasn't. men. No, that's the biggest. Yeah, I watched the whole, every episode of The Ultimate Fighter that year. They had nowhere near the Ultimate He's working. He's playing his character on The Ultimate Fighter. No, no, no. You, I watched every episode. You did not. I watched every episode. There was no way that was considered even beef. That was not beef. That was not beef leading up to the fight. But but how long how long ago since Chael fought John Jones? It was in 2013, 2012, I think. Exactly. So since then, if you go and look how many times John uh, Chael has talked about John Jones I and was... how many he's talked about Anderson, he has talked about uh, John Jones way more times. Just, just... So the reality is that he's he's not biased. It's just I was there for the start of it. I was there for the, I watched his debut video where he came out and said, John Jones, he came out that night after John, Jones won and he said, Jones is the best fighter ever. I'm so impressed with him. Then Jones had his Octagon interview where he dissed Chael randomly and Chael came out with a video the next day saying okay well I just don't know where this beef with John Jones is unexpected it's unexpected I don't know where he attacked why he attacked me but ever since that video Chael has had a bone to pick with John there was no predisposed beef leading animosity like that leading up to the fight like there was with Anderson that was I would like to point I would like to point out, I started my segment by saying, let's take the opinion of the most well-trusted news source, Chael Sonnen, and look how worked up you got. You got worked, sir. Come on, Don. Uh, no, no, how did I get worked? I got worked because you're making stupid points, interrupting me, and, and then acting all like, well, I'm not getting, I'm not getting frustrated. I'm getting, fr- I'm getting frustrated because you don't have full information on the no, we're interrupting each other. We interrupt each other. Let's move past that. Let's try not to because we're doing the show. So let's I'm try not saying, to. I'm, I'm going to address your one point. I'm going to address, point against this whole thing. address your one point that when you talk about a credible news source, you cannot have any biases involved. involved. No, he's not when he has biases involved towards the parties. Any news source you bias. That's not even logical, Andrew. That's not even logical. People make news. Are people the source of news? Who reports news? Journalists. Do journalists have biases? Yes or no? Involved with the incident, brother. Like, what are you arguing, Andrew? Like, it's very. I'm saying there's no such thing as an unbiased opinion because inherently, as humans, we bring bias to everything. So this whole That's concept right. of an unbiased opinion—it's just fucking stupid. No, I it just doesn't exist. Objectively, I'm sorry, you don't. You bring in your own biases. Uns- like you can't control it. That's part of why they're biased. Control it. I'm very self-aware. I don't judge anything with bias. I have no bias. That's just not true. That's just is, not true. Unfortunately, you can't comprehend it. It is true. I don't have okay. any emotional relationship okay. to any fight or anything like that. <laughs> it seems like you have an emotional relationship to John Jones. No, I don't. I just judge everything logically and off the facts. And when you go against the facts, just because you like the guy, I'm gonna call bullshit. And this situation, when you use Chill Sonnen as a barometer for a as a credible opinion, barometer, yeah, yes, here, as bro. someone that has been in the off again against I'm both men. Chill Sonnen's opinion to discredit Anderson Silva. Say that to an MMA community, bro. Come on. 
And also, so like, right, I'm glad you brought this up because Charles Sonnen has come out and defended Anderson Silva since those fights. So not the biggest rival as you made it no, claim. Because right, if they were still big rivals, they'd still be talking shit to each other, no, wouldn't so they? Wait, did you not watch that rivalry when he insulted? No, I did. I did. I know, but like, right, the rivalry ended. Anderson won twice. Yeah, what happened after the second fight? Chilson like walked off, said some fucking foul shit like a month after, like Carlos said. I'm just saying you can't use Chilson's opinion. Some foul shit. Credible. You, some foul use, shit. you yeah. absolutely can. We can disagree. We can agree to disagree. When you yeah, use a credible opinion, opinion, they can't have any emotional attachment. When you get called up for trial, you can't have any emotional attachment to the person. That's just how logic works, Andrew. Like, That's not true. It is true, actually. Do your court research. It is true. It's one you cannot go up you can't make a statement of fact that's only a fact. I don't believe that you cannot make a fact that is only factual to you. That's why you have an opinion. I'm I think not, that I'm not Chael, a fact that's only think, You said Chael had a base. A I don't believe he does. He lost to and he's a cheater himself. So there is no bias. It's not like you, you won mean? one fight so and lost the other one. you're just ignore the barrage of insults, the hatred and negativity of 10 no, years because plus? No, because I weigh those insults against everything else that Chael thinks of John ever since as a man. All the arrests, all the shit with the women, all the, so, so his opinion is balanced. You may disagree with him as no, a human no. being, but his hatred is balanced equally. Over different periods of time. But that doesn't and mean about that, that does not make his opinion towards two people he hates credible. To me, it does. To why, me, it does. Why don't you to guys me, use someone that doesn't have an opinion most, on both of them? Use someone like because Michael Bisping. Nobody else, because Michael Bisping didn't fight him twice. Else, huh? There's nobody else who fought both of them and who also cheated himself. Chael, as a PDE user who lost to both of them, has there a is. unique set there of circumstances. Someone. There is Daniel Cormier. You could use Daniel Cormier. That's a better brother. He's not a cheater. No, because he's not a cheater. Daniel Cormier has no first-hand information being a PDE user. That's what you're missing. So wait, Andrew's That's point why here, Chael but... is peculiar. But I'm he... not saying Chael is a, a, a news source that's reputable. I'm saying Chael, in the matter of John Jones and Anderson Silva, is the most qualified human being to trust his evaluation of both. Yes, because the, the information that he spews out that's won't it. be trustworthy. I agree. With, everything you what? said was true. But the information that he's actually going to say, as I said, there's too much hatred and negativity no, 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 on both on. sides. The information the that he's going to say for me to evaluate after I listen to it. Which is I, I what listen, I'm doing I, right now. No, personally, I'm not going to listen to a guy that hates someone for his opinion on them. That's why this I, is I'm the difference of opinion. But your facts are else. not the facts you're representing. No, 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 but I'm not disputing everything you said. I'm just saying when Andrew uses that, everything you said, and then says, oh, but Chilson's a credible opinion as to why Which, I'm going to... I'm saying I'm gonna, in this too at the beginning of this whole segment. Obviously, John Jones, and I'm using... It's not slander when they're real facts. It's not slander. Please stop saying slander when it's not... When it's real facts. That's my only thing is like, I get what you're saying, Andrew, uh, Carlos. You're right. Everything you said, he did. He's the most qualified to. But his. Uh, those can, two people, not as a news source. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I, agree with you. I agree with you. Everything you said, I agree with. But that doesn't mean he's going to give out that trustworthy information because his biases are involved, is what I'm trying to say. I agree. He should be the most qualified. He's fought both of them in the PDs. <laughs> he probably has the most knowledge. He's going to. Not only he fought. Not only he fought, though. It's it more just, specific. He lost yes, to both of them. But when you're using that as an argument to put down, to in, influctuate Jones's PD use, that just, come on. Like, come on. That I just, don't. I, I already said that I don't care about the not, drugs. Not I'm not, I know, not you. I was, I was no, referring to no, Andrew's no, 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 Again, again, said it as John Jones is my number two. And yeah, Silva is my number one. That's Beautiful. why this, is, this conversation, yeah, because 
John, well, John, John Jones, Jones is my number two. one. <laughs> He's my number two. Simply, of course he is. Of course he is. I like I like Silva. Silva's striking has been better. John Jones is better overall. I think John Jones has more well-rounded finishes, but I like Silva's highlights better. That's the only I difference. I agree with you, too. And I don't even know if he's more well-rounded because Silva's jiu-jitsu. I, John just has the wrestling pedigree, the offensive grappling ability. I mean, we could all agree. Andrew, I want to know one thing. I guess, I guess of, we've never seen John on his back. Uh, for that, you're right, for too long. I was Not really. Say, I was going to say for his, you know, for his PD use and all that, Andrew, why do you have, yeah. with his PD use included, why do you have John Jones as your number one? Uh, I mean, right. Well, so I made a PED list and then I made a non PED list. So it was very easy for me to include people who had PEDs on my list. And right. So at that point, how are you going to argue with John Jones of being number one? I mean, sure. You can make the argument that Carlos is making the stylistically Anderson Silver might be more appealing for you. I'm going to make the argument that right. And even Carlos conceded this. John Jones is probably the more dominant fighter. Simple as that for me. Yeah, well, uh, by the way, on your non-PD use list, he'd probably still be at one because if you took away his... He's PD not on my list. He's not on my list. I know. He popped for PD. Yeah, that peak of... You cannot pop for USADA. With no PDE use. Huh? Uh, right, because, I mean, right, Cena likes to talk about the integrity of the sport, and if we were to have integrity in the sport, that would be the list that matters. But we don't, so it doesn't matter. So yeah, it was just a fun we exercise for me. Sport. We don't have integrity in the sport. But well, I, I mean, sport's sport. the wrong word. Exactly. Sport is the wrong word. Even in my own st- sports, no, the wrong word. Sport. This isn't a sport. It's a hardcore. Not the UFC. Nope. What is it? Nope. What is it then? I mean, what's, what, what is uh, it's it? prize fighting. It's prize fighting entertainment. It's a sport. It's closer. It's closer to WWE than it is to the NBA. Oh, that's hey, so false. A drug guy. How is it closer to the? Nope. It's real. It's sports. Real. It is real. It is real. It is real. But the same. But the same gimmicks. The same shit that works in WWE works the exact yeah, same way that. in fucking UFC. Like Kobe that. Covington, motherfucker. What do you mean? Kobe Covington is a WWE fighter yeah, or a WWE wrestler who can actually fight. Who can actually fight. But all the shit, the gimmicks, the way he speaks, his ability to manipulate social media. How when he gets on the mic, that all comes from wrestling. UFC is so much closer to fucking WWE's no than like NFL WWE or MLB. WWE is a show. Huh? You go to a stage and like the UFC is a sport. That's actually people train and compete. You just take steroids and just look good for WWE. That's a show. I mean, it's still an athletic attempt. It's still an athletic attempt, and it is a show for sure. But my point is, big. my point is, UFC is closer to sports entertainment than it is sports. No, it's not. It is because there's no integrity and there's no respect. The rankings don't matter. The judging is not consistent across the board. There's there's no integrity to it. Yeah, but it's if it is a sport, it's an integrity less sport. Okay, I could compromise there. <laughs> but it is. It's not you close to WWE. Is a joke. WWE is a joke. Don't compare. It's definitely it. closer you to WWE you, than the rest you want of the years. Integrity, you go play chess. If you want sports entertainment, then no, that's what sports are. This is, right. Just because it's entertaining doesn't mean it's not a sport. Just closure WWE. Oh, yeah. like, yeah, but, I, but I, I just don't think it's any different from any other sport. The UFC? I mean, yeah. Oh, in yeah. Terms no, of, I, I, think, I mean, I think it's a pretty specific what we're referring to we as do, integrity. Yeah. They all, they're all doing the same shit. Oh, At the I end of the, the UFC's day, potential for entertainment's higher. I, mean, I don't know about that. I would assume because of the dramatics, like Andrew said, involved. I think that the, in 10, 20 years, the UFC could be the sport in the world. You just don't know. Maybe. I right. I mean, there's still always going to be a segment of population who's going to look at it as just fucking human cockfighting. It is. Well, it yeah, is like and, and as long as you have pussies going around the world, soccer is still going to be a sport. Man, so come on, man. Soccer is the hardest talented sport. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. 
Dude, I can teach a monkey to kick a ball in you 20 cannot. minutes. That's what I was about to say. You can teach a monkey to play baseball or basketball, not soccer. Uh, yeah. Yes, you can. Baseball's hard. No, Listen, I don't, hard. Wanna get, I don't even want to get into this conversation. No, I'm ending this. Yeah, I'm ending this. All right, outro. Boom. Anything else? You guys want to say anything else before I uh, fucking read the script? Actually, today was a, I don't know if you guys were paying attention. We're going to end this in the next minute. Today was a good show. We had about eight or nine people in the whole time. Like, today was oh, a yeah. That's great. Hell yeah, yeah, we actually had a, a, today was our best show. Um, thank you, everybody that came out. Evan, I get it. You hate steroids. We get it. Uh, <laughs> other than that, I this was my favorite episode, Andrew. That was what I'm talking about. You know, that was what we needed. That that guy. That's what I love. Now I'm back in the fun. Now we're back, baby. Talk too much is back now. <laughs> we needed an episode. Like that. Carlos, anything you want to say before we get out of here? No, right. no, that was great. That was you great. I gotta, iron, I gotta iron this whole thing out with fucking sound. I don't know what happened. I think it's a second okay. card, but other we're than that, no, we're good, man. Waiting for more fights, and you know, all right, boom. Well, happen. That is fucking it, everybody. Ladies and gentlemen, talk too much. Episode number thirty-six. Follow the show at T2MMA on Twitter and Instagram. Or on Twitter, on Instagram at T2M Podcast. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Andrew underscore the hut with two T's like Job of the Hut. You can find Carlos at T2MMA Wolfchild on Instagram. On Twitter, he is at Wolfchild1980. You can follow Cena at, on Twitter at Extra Cena. That is extra with an X, Cena with an S I N A, unlike John Cena. On Instagram, he is Extra Period Cena. Uh, remember, if you're just listening to the audio, make sure you follow us on Spotify, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, leave a five-star review. That shit helps. If you're watching on YouTube, subscribe to the channel. The channel is Talk Too Much Entertainment. Like the video, leave a comment, hit the bell so you're notified every time we drop a video. I know Cena just made the debut of Head to Head. Uh, if you're watching live on Twitch, hey, thanks. Thanks for hanging out with us. We appreciate you. Uh, if you're not hanging out with us on Twitch, but you want to be, we are live every Sunday at 12 p.m. Pacific time on twitch.tv extra Cena. So follow the channel, drop a subscription, help a brother out. And finally, last but not least, remember, everybody, we're a small show. We want to grow. And we only grow if you tell two friends. And if you get those two friends, tell two more friends. And then they tell two friends and tell two friends. It's math, exponential. We'll grow. We'll be big. We'll be an empire in no time. So that's it. Talk too much. Episode number 36. Thank you, everybody. Love y'all. Take care, people.